I can afford to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. Hi, I'm your guest, Mike. And that's right, you're you're a guest. I am a guest. You didn't bring songs? No, I wasn't asked to. No, I, I didn't was, really. I, I didn't really bring songs either. I was asked to haul my carcass over here for an emergency show. <laughs> well, that's kind of true. It's totally bullshit. It's totally true. You know what it is. Today is Thursday, February twentieth. When did you ask me to do this show? Like seventeen minutes, ago. seventeen minutes. Ago. Yes, sir. So it's uh, it's Thursday, February twentieth. Emergency. We uh, we just had a night of rock and roll. Was, well, there was rock certainly, and I think there was roll. I'm not sure if you could pair them up. First, the first thing we did, Mike, is we went to the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund presents the tenth Memorial Awards Gala at the Avalon in Hollywood, California. You and I were deemed press. You, I think you were deemed press, and I was like your camera bag jockey. Yeah, I just said, yeah, my, my producer has to come with me. Why? Uh, <laughs> but also, what? but please uh, tell the fans, you were extended an invitation as press to this. This wasn't like something you pursued. No, I didn't pursue it. Now no. I, I'm, I'm on the, uh, the DO Cancer Fund you're list on the, now. You're on the hot list is I'm what I call it. List. So yeah, they asked me to... Uh, come hey, and, Well, they said, would you like to cover it? And I said... And then I looked and saw that it was the same night as the Eddie Money tribute, and then I had to see if we could, if we could do both double duty, and we did. Well, tell the listeners. You said first of all, you thought to yourself, uh, "Well, boy, it's also the same night as the Eddie Money tribute." And then you asked the woman who asked you. You said, "Well, wait, is there going to be a black carpet?" <laughs> I also told her that I need two tickets. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Sure, but sure. yeah, but the, the fact they have a black, car- they have a black, black they're, carpet, like, they're metal. They're certainly metal. So if, nothing, metal. if nothing else, they're metal. It's all metal." So they had a black carpet in lieu of a red carpet. <laughs> Uh, so first things first, uh, both events tonight, we scored on the parking. We did very well. We parked for free at Eddie Money and we got a meter. So it was like five, $4 to park, literally. Yeah. And, and w- which was a, a, a wonderful a, a turn of events after our first attempt at parking, <laughs> where the guy quoted you a quarter of a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I drive in and <laughs> how much is it to park? $25. How do I get out of here? How do I, can I turn around? Is there any way? Do I just back right the fuck up? How do I leave? So I take a ticket and then I do a U-turn and then I am literally... <laughs> So far away from where you slide the ticket in, I had to get out of the car. You did. You had to march over. But that's again, look, because you know why? Because you're press. Press press doesn't pay. So we go to the Avalon. It's on Vine. It's literally across the street from the Capitol Records building. And and I've never been to the Avalon. In my my many experiences and excursions as an Uber driver, I pick up drunk children from there all the time. Yes. And I think I've, I, I definitely saw Cheap Trick and Cake there. And then I think I saw another show there, but I can't remember what it was, if I even did. Let me ask you this about the lead singer of Cake. Yeah. Is he wearing a long jacket? <laughs> I don't get that joke. No, all right. <laughs> I believe that their song? I'm not a Cake fan. They, uh, they opened for Cheap Trick. I don't know. Um, I don't know. They're throbbing and running and going I to I can distance. tell you this. Right. It, out of all the times I've seen Cheap Trick since I moved to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. that was the bad show. No. That was their one bad show. Really? Yeah, it just wasn't good. Something was up. It what just wasn't... Um, I don't even know. Dude. Is this original lineup? Is this Bunny or have the children infested the the band at that point? I think Bunny was still in the band. Okay. But it just... Something was amiss. It just wasn't good. So they had a disagreement backstage and brought it out in front of everybody? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Now you're just... 
Sounds like you think yeah, there's dissension no. in the band. What did you think of the Avalon venue? Are they breaking up, Pat? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> yes, they're done. Uh, I loved it. I, I will. We walked in because I, I, because again, truly, it's on Vine, which is mm. filthy. I mean, yeah. Vine is just a dirty street. Yep. And it's just it's part of the Walk of Fame, which is also garbage because again, it's a sidewalk that people are like, ooh, ooh look, I mean, somebody got what? a star. Yeah, no, somebody spit on Johnny Carson's name. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah, Johnny Carson was here once. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it literally, maybe. Maybe. Uh, you're but, only there to get your star, and then never again. Are no, you in that part of town? Of course not. Never. So we, we show up and and we go and we uh, they they are very nice. Now again, our names are on the list. This is this is an event that starts at seven thirty. Yeah, eight o'clock. But they say press should what get time? There, press should get there between four and five. <laughs> of course they should, because <laughs> you want photos of an empty venue. We need to set up. You I know, I am. I, I need to see a battalion of waiters putting butter on tables. That's what I want photos. That says rock and roll to me. I am so far into this Mission Impossible um, <laughs> uh, a mission that I actually uh, borrowed uh, Rita's real camera. You did? Because I didn't want to walk in there like, are you taking pictures? Yeah, with what? My phone? Yeah. No. No, no. You had, so you, I have a camera case. You were a straight pro. You had it over <laughs> your shoulder. It was great. Yep. And then uh, we went to wait in line uh, behind a guy who, this is what we pulled up. And uh, there weren't, you know, a little bit of activity out front. Yeah, not no much. one looked like press either. Uh, no oh, one. No, clearly not. No. But um, but everybody was was in front, and there was a dude parking at another meter, and he turns around, and I saw his hair first, and I went, "Well, that guy's coming here clearly," <laughs> because he had like gray shoulder Long, length gray, hair, yeah. stringy. But then he turned around, and uh, Pat, do you want to tell them what his shirt said, or should I? <laughs> you tell him. Well, he turns around, and I mean, from across the street, here's how I knew this guy rocked. <laughs> this guy's wearing a shirt that says. My blood type is metal uh, with the devil horn signs on the shirt. And I went, well, clearly, which is a sad because uh, a couple hours later, he was in a horrific accident and no one had that blood type. He could not get a transmission. He could not get a transfusion. Terrible. He was done. I said transmission. Yeah, transfusion. Well, Uh, we were talking about transmissions, transfusions. But then also that guy gets in line and we get behind him. And what do you know about this fellow? He stinks. Oh, my Christ. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If your blood type is metal, perhaps you emit some sort of copper fume. You and I both showered and got got it together. We're pressed. But you make it sound like it's for the event. I got showered because it's Thursday. I mean, literally, I'm clean. I mean, I, I get showered I and mean, dressed every day. And we're we're representing the media. Oh, my God. I've got a pink wristband on. I'm a producer you now. You still have your zone. I do. I'm, not, I'm saving this, clearly. Um, so so, uh, so what, what we do is uh, eventually they let us in and... What, or reframe that. What do you mean? Did they let us in? I think they did. Or did we walk in? Well, I do what I always do. <laughs> yes, you I, do. I go where I'm not supposed to be. It's the greatest. Immediately. Mm-hmm. And so we just walk right in the room. They're setting up. There's Well, some people were meandering around the doorway. But and Pat are, just fucking zoomed. He just zigged and zagged. And also we're in the fucking venue. Yeah, just follow me. Let's just go in. And I, I did. The zigging and zagging people are literally the people that, that are afraid they'll get kicked out. And I'm never afraid I'll nope. get kicked out. No, you don't care. Well, you don't I care. I don't really care. Yeah. And also, the, I mean, nothing started yet. It's no. like we said, the whole fucking thing goes at but 730 then, and we're in there. It's 440. Yeah. But then, so we're in, we're looking at the room. All right. And there's some, there's some musicians on stage. Tim Ripper Owens is up there. Craig Goldie. They're doing a little bit of a sound check. Uh, and then there's a balcony. So I go, let's just see if we can go up in the balcony. So well, we, but first we took a look around at the, uh, the auction. Oh yeah, yeah. We did do. We did look around at the auction. There are tons of cool things like a signed geezer Butler bass, and there's just tons of stuff. Well, you you looked more than I did, but I know the starting bid on everything was like five hundred bucks. Yeah, a lot of that stuff, and it was funny because they it ranged from. Have you ever been to those silent auction things? It's where you sign up with your bid or whatever. 
I mean, they had a basket of mm. of skincare products that they wanted yeah. two hundred and fifty dollars for, but then they also had an autographed picture of fuck a photograph of John Five. Oh, it was amazing. It was, I mean, I would have bought it. I, I don't even like John Five. No, but it's a it was a beautiful <laughs> was a and beautiful his, and his signature was beautiful. It was a great autograph. Almost everything was autographed. Yeah, there. like it was gorgeous. And any the, the the photograph of him and then the little signature. Yeah. It was absolutely it was a perfect package. Stuff that wasn't autographed, Mike and I signed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just went over. Yeah, I was just doing. There you go. There you Take go. that, friend. I just put Dio on everything. <laughs> well, they also had, but here's my favorite thing is the, I, I, I have to admit, I loved this at first and then I, I lost my- Because it was everywhere. Ha- yeah, I lost my happiness because uh, there was a, um, a vinyl collection of all of Dio's but albums. Let's say the auctions would say like uh, starting bid is this and then it would say the, the, the item is valued at this. Yeah, if I had a 500 valued at 1,000, but the starting bid is 250, whatever. Yeah, whatever. They, 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 it's a way to goose the price. And uh, but they had an it was a um, a signed picture of Ronnie James Dio who also by the way has a fantastic autograph Excellent. and he writes magic yeah, before yeah. his name it just said magic Ronnie James Dio yeah. now I, and I I actually have I have his autograph oh, on cool. a Bob Evans placemat uh, because we one time all right I'll tell, I'll just tell the story super fast people who listen to the forty year old boy know this but uh, I was working at a record store and my buddy Brian and I and we got a phone call from his girlfriend Sam she said hey Ronnie James Dio is at Bob Evans like right now. <laughs> And the mall was across like a mile and a half from Bob Evans. In a booster seat. Right? So he had been at the, uh, uh, he was with Doc and and Dio and we had seen him the night before at the Rosemont Horizon. So we get this call and and we're like, and we're literally, we're working in a mall at a record store. Mm -hmm. It's open. It's Sunday morning. And uh, and Brian just looks at me and I go, "What are we doing?" And he goes, "We got to go over there." And I go, "Yeah, we do, right?" So we uh, there was one customer like was really sorry. We had an emergency. We closed and we closed the fucking mall, the store in the mall, <laughs> and we and we did not fucking we put up a chain and said, uh, "Back in an hour." Went to meet Dio. That's what you write when yeah. you work at a record store. And so we went we went over to uh, Bob Evans. And no, wait, he, you're uh, at a record store. You don't think to take a Dio something from the record store? I'm you not dummies. You pass. You're so dumb. I'm, I'm not, not that guy. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Uh, but I, I sure enough, I go, we go over there and Sam's family is eating breakfast and we mm. walk in and there's the whole band. They're all there. The whole band is there. Vivian They're Campbell? Eating. Yeah. And the bus is out there. And so I have Vivian Campbell's autograph and I, I, and then he comes out and then we're waiting. He, for Vivian's a girl's name. Uh, I don't, not this time, okay. sir. All right. uh, but he comes out and everybody's friendly and, and, yeah. and then we're waiting for Ronnie James Dio and he walks outside. Uh, and, with syrup on his hands. But, but also, you know, tiny, tiny. Yeah. Hand, he's like five, four. So small. And uh, but he and he could not have been more gracious or mm-hmm. nice. And we sure. recognized him. Said we saw you, you guys were so good last night. And he's like, oh, did terrific. you see the show the night before? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you we did? had seen okay. him at the, Rose, at the Horizon. I missed that part. And he um he signed. We we said I all I had was a placemat thing. And he goes absolutely. And he wrote Mike all the best, Ronnie James Dio. And it's beautiful handwriting. It's just the perfect penmanship. So they all pile onto the bus and they split. Now we're talking to Sam. We're saying our goodbyes and stuff. And this is completely true. There's a truck stop across the street, so the bus is going to go over there mm. and gas up. Sure. So uh, the buses are kind of pulling away, and Jimmy Bain, uh, keyboard player, yeah. comes out of Bob Evans. He had been in the restroom. He missed the bus. And he literally said, oh, bloody hell. He said, bloody hell, and he ran to go catch the buses across the street at the truck stop. How unimportant is keyboards in the Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> show? They did not care. They were just like, no, thank you. Nope. Dio's just like, I don't, not interested. What um, if they were on the bus going, damn, he caught on again. But he we literally can't get rid of Jim literally Bain. dropped a, oh, bloody hell, and ran as he was washing his, his hands. He was drying them off like on his oh pants. Oh, my God. And he split. Yeah. 
And so there you go. There's my meeting Ronnie James Dio. That's story. good. That's a good story. So seeing his autograph was, again, it's was just cool. a beautiful Brings picture. back a memory. But then I look down at the sheet and I'm like, well, Christ, I mean, how much is this? What do they want for this? And the starting bid they wanted for it was $500. Yes. And uh, the value on this particular, uh, <laughs> this grouping of all of the vinyl Dio albums, as well as the signed photograph, which was beautiful. Yes. Uh, priceless. <laughs> That's what the, that's the value of this, folks. It's kind of priceless, though, if the guy's not alive anymore. Absolutely. But then... Which would be fine <laughs> until we walk over to John Five's photograph, which is also priceless. priceless. And the Europe box set, priceless. Which, which is also priceless. <laughs> Dang it, you're, you're pushing it a little yeah, you're bit. You're pushing a little bit of the priceless. Right. Also, not a lot of people signing up for those auctions. Well, I think no. a lot of that stuff's going back to Wendy Dio's house tonight. Well, well, you were laughing because there was there was literally, we walked in again, it's super early. Yeah. So there's sound checking in one room and in the other room, people are, again, I was not joking when I said an army of waiters is just yeah. putting plates, glasses, and butter on tables. Yeah. And we're in the lobby, there might be one other person, and Pat just looks at me and he's like, we could probably take some of this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And if anybody would, I know it would be you. You'd I be said, the guy. I pick up that geezer butler base. Let me take <laughs> your picture with it. Get it out of here. I literally think you, you could just, you can, no one, it's, it's like. Well, I also have the advantage. Press is not supposed to steal things. Which is true. But I also have the advantage. Unless you're Dan Rather, that guy. Oh my Five God. finger Fucking Dan. Klepto. That's, like, that's what they called him. They hated him. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I have the advantage of looking like I'm bouncing. Every, yes, that's every, true. Anytime I go into one of these venues, people will ask me where they're going or where to yeah. sit or whatever, and it's because I look like I fucking and belong there. I just walk fast with purpose, like I'm supposed to be going wherever yeah. I'm not supposed to be going. So anyway, we- They just assume there. you have a lanyard. Yeah, they just, just whatever. So uh, I go, let's go up in the balcony. So we go up, we walk up, the, we just buzz by everyone. No one even, no one says a thing. Yeah. We go up there, no one's up there. It's perfect. Not we're a perfect. We're in the front. It's, they're like leather couches we're sitting on. Yeah. The, the guys table, are up. They're running the sound. Wi-Fi's working perfectly. Yeah. Everything's good. Perfect. We just sit there. And again, I've never been into this place. Vine is a filthy street. It just is. And this is this, this venue is, is gorgeous. The Avalon is what it's called. Crazy beautiful inside. So they're running through some uh, some tech check, and they're doing uh they run uh, they run through the uh, Ronnie James Dio singing We Rock, the hologram of Ronnie James Dio singing we rock and the, the video the video yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. really a hologram this wasn't but um but as the but running, it's with no with no music it's just the it's dry yeah it's dry. we rock and they take so clearly the vocal has been taken from a live performance right um but they've been they, the music's out so it does sound a little weird it is strange because it's clipped because he's like you know he'll be like stand and shout feel it oh like it's it's he's <laughs> right. he's singing he's, still, he's yes. in he's in good throat yeah but because they've taken the music out it sounds like there's this, uh, uh, the air gets cut off at the end, like, yeah, almost like that. So then like the band members are, are out there. I guess, this might be the band, this might be the group called Last in Line. I think that's what. That's that, the that, going by that, on the tour. Yeah. That, well, you told me, because I had no idea they tour with this. Yeah, they tour with, with a hologram. So it's Tim Ripper Owens and it's Craig Goldie on guitar and Simon Wright on drums. Where's Craig Goldie from? Uh, he's from Jafria, I believe. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, and then uh, I don't know who the keyboard player was. Don't know who the bass player was. But so they're running tech for a while, and then then they do it with full band. And Mike and I just turn and look at each other, like, 
holy fuck. Well, well, first they kicked oh. through that kick drum that shins, oh my God, scares we, the we shit out so of both scared. of us. We thought someone was shooting <laughs> in the club. Because they were talking and meandering and they were doing and, the... And then all of a sudden, boom. We're just getting the dry vocal and then it kind of stops and then and then that, that kick drum, it, we both jumped. We I, both jumped where like we were I sitting. I felt it in my chest. Yeah, it was crazy. It was nuts. I'm like, oh Christ. And then they said, well, can we can we try this? Because the guy the guy was getting tired of it. Because yeah. they were they were a lot, of, a lot of people on stage, a lot of talking, a lot of yak yak. And finally the stage manager guy's like, can we just try this? Can we just try it with the band? Can, can we just, can try we just this? do it, guys? Guys, can we just do this once with the band? And Pat looks back at me like, oh, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, let's, I'm ready for this. Because also, I don't know what it's going to be like. No, I, I know. No we, we kind of think it might not be good. We're, yeah, because again, it's like, and again, they're just rehearsing, so mm-hmm. who the fuck knows what will happen. But again, now that I think about it, I should have known this in the moment, they have to rehearse really intensely because they have to match the vocal yeah you know what i mean so that it yep. has to all it has to work this is this show needs more because when they do it with the when they do it with tim ripper owen singing too like ronnie sings a little then tim takes some parts well so but, like but talk about what once because again it's we rock yeah. which is we rock. top five dio songs yeah. ever all time um you know because even like last in line is like it just it dun, dun, what's the song i don't know i never what's the song about I'm not sure. You know what? I, I, you'd have to. It's vague. Google the lyrics. It's a little but yeah. vague. Um, but boy, the the band starts because it's got this the, yep. the drums, the fucking hammers, and the bonk, the gong, gong, the and and I mean they nail it. They crush they it, kill it out of the fucking park. And, and both of us yep. filmed filmed all of it. Yeah. Like by the you, way, but yeah, Patreon people, that'll be the video this week. I'll post that. And tomorrow. you're gonna die. It's because crazy. We were good. both like, and, and again, we're and we're alone in a balcony and upstairs. We have a straight shot on the whole. St- I mean, it's yeah. perfect. And, Dead center. And no one comes up and says you can't film this. No one says anything. But Pat Pat filmed from the floor smartly and he filmed through because there was a banister but in front yeah. of us kind of like a, a barrier mm-hmm. and he filmed through it which was really smart yeah. and i was sitting there kind of getting, i had the banister in my thing but I, I stood up and started to film the band and then in my head i was just like you know what man i gotta sit the fuck down because what if Take i didn't want them to come and, get, and well i just didn't want them to fucking boot us right. you know we're filming a sound check i mean and, and we're supposed to be press and stuff but at the same fucking time that's that's not bueno probably press um but boy I'm i it still, just i'm still laughing at press <laughs> well I'm, i'll tell you what man i i'm i grew up with that music all right and now as i'm older a lot of it is dead to me like i don't need to listen to poison i don't need to listen to motley Crue as we talked about when i did the show with you but holy i'll tell you what dudes there's just something about that music when it's done right live it it just it's an animal it's a fucking animal it's it's just like a a panther on the loose running why why (laughs) i thought you were gonna give me some we rock i don't have it god damn it go to go to spotify or find it or something dude it was just spotify that's for kids oh well i'm i'm telling you i it's just there's something about that music when it's live. It just fucking hammers yeah, you, it and kills you, you you want to run around. You it just you, you just want to do fucking jumping jacks yeah. and shit like that. Is it you feel like John Hamas? You know, feel like break dancing. I mean, it's just insane. And this and especially a song like that, which is like kind of fast paced. Yeah. And then, dudes, it's Ronnie James Dio, who's got again top five voice in that genre in, of yeah, music. In that genre for sure. And they've the vocal track they have is remember I said it's on mm-hmm. a clipped and almost a little weird like in a vacuum when they mm-hmm. did it dry. With the fucking live band, sounds you, amazing. It sounds like he's in the room, man. I'm telling you, I would go see that if it came. I would go see that tour. I'm with and, him. And yeah. Tim Tim Ripper Owen sounded amazing. He would jump in periodically yeah. and carry some of the uh, the chorus, or he would and he would even say we, we rock. He's trying. You know, he's rehearsing what he's going to do with the crowd later. Yeah. But oh, oh, dude, I, it was. I can't again, guys. It, if you like that kind of music, 
you're going to watch this video and just go, oh my God. Now, speaking of music, I'm gonna, we're going to ta- take a pause here for a couple songs. All right. We've been talking for 19 minutes. I want to give a little music. Ooh, sorry, everybody. Words. No, no, it's cool. We always we do this up front. It's, it's, we're talking about music. It's all music-oriented. But uh, if, you, if you saw the description today, you know that Mike and I are doing a first listen of Ozzy Osbourne's Ordinary Man. We are. I've heard literally 15 seconds of this and I haven't heard any of it. I just, I literally, we came to the studio. It's, uh, it's what is it? 10 after 11. I downloaded it here, ten right a, here. It's 10 after 11 p.m. Yes. And um, so on the I've East heard, Coast, it's after midnight. So I was able to purchase it. So yes, and I've I heard one song. I've heard yeah. one song on this album. So we're going to do a first listen to this. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll listen to the, we'll do the first three songs. Then we'll get back into some stories. What do you think? It's your show, buddy. I'm I here. I think that's what we should do. Do what you want to do. That way we'll break it. We'll break up the Aussie with this. Look, it's your format, buddy. I'm just format. here. I'm just hanging out. I'm press. <laughs> All right, I found so out Mike, about the show now. What would you say, 19 minutes? 36 minutes ago, I found out I was doing this. <laughs> okay, Mike. So this is Ordinary Man, 2020. It's been 10 years since Ozzy released a solo album. The last solo album was Scream. I think the past couple Ozzy solo albums have had like four really strong tracks on. And then... and then, each? Yeah, on each of the last You're, couple. Are you and, kidding me? No, I'm not. And then they kind of peter out. That's my personal opinion. I see. And again, I haven't heard real. I haven't heard any of this. I, I can honestly say I haven't heard any. I maybe heard like a commercial for it. Like, yeah, I heard one Ordinary song. Ordinary Man. Like, so the album's called Ordinary Man. Album's called Ordinary okay, Man because that's the song I heard. Okay. And uh, and I will just say because again, like you just said, uh, all of his albums have four whatever. Four I think they songs. do. I, I mean, of the recent album, but that's a dude. He's he's like I just said. I don't need to listen to Poison Bon Jovi and all that kind of. And Ozzy's on that scrap heap for me. I don't. Okay. You know, I listen to Diary. Yeah. Um. And then um. And then the the what's the is that, was it a Blizzard, the two the first two. You know what I mean? Blizzard of Oz, Diary, Madman. Yeah, yeah, you don't go Bark at the Moon. Don't care. Oh no! I no, I, no I, I take that back. Yeah, Bark at the Moon, and also uh, I love No More thank Tears. Thank God for the bomb. Oh my God, No More Tears. I love. Yeah, no. Once once it got past like uh, the fucking. I, I so the know. ultimate sin. You're on the. You're, yeah, yeah. You're you're in on anything that's Randy Rhodes and Jakey Lee. Yeah, and, and after then, that, and and I, I mean the other stuff. I thank I, God for the bomb. So good, but uh, my the, version. Well, was that a version really, or more of a cry for help? <laughs> I got to look up who's who's on this. Uh, I can tell you that the rhythm section on this album is Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. See, how can I be mad at that? And Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, and I should have said, I should have <laughs> said, and Chad Smith from Chickenfoot. That's yeah, what I should have said. You should have. How can I, I how can I be mad at any of this? I mean, that's that's good. Let me see who's now it's not I'm I'm shocked that it's not Zach Wilde, though, if this is Ozzy's last, but it's not. I'll find out who it is uh, momentarily. Well, and I will say um Black Label Society. Uh, I have heard, you know, some, and I, I, while I don't own it, um, I, I, the stuff I've heard, I, you know, I really like. It's heavy, uh, but it's just not. Sometimes that that can tip over into, I don't right. say generic metal, but I mean, it's just you know, once we got, I got older, um, you know, stuff like Avenged Sevenfold and Five Finger Death mm-hmm. Punch. Like I tried, but for me, I was just kind of like, you know, yeah. it's got to really be, I, you know, I, I, it just didn't grab me. So I, that's how I feel about Black Label a little bit. By, by the way, on a side note, Zach Wilde's wife and Gilby Clark's wife have a podcast, and they're supposed to come on this show, really, and uh, talk some uh, rock wives stuff with me. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. So you know, 
Well, I, be, I better I, stop that, talking shit about Black Label I, Society. I do not have that scheduled, and uh, I want them to, they're each supposed to bring five songs that their husbands have done that, that they enjoy. Cool. Because I'm, I'm curious if, if maybe, you know how sometimes, uh, uh, you know, spouses don't really, uh, aren't that into what the other spouse is doing. Do they even like this music? Maybe they don't. No, so it could be just work. Okay, the uh, guitar on this album is by Andrew Watt. I don't know who he is. Well, we just, uh, uh, all right, we just literally saw Andrew Watt on Twitter an hour ago. Really? Yeah. How? We'll, we'll talk about it later. All right. I'll bring it up. And, uh, and the first song we're going to hear, Slash plays guitar on this song. So this is weird. We're talk- we, did a, we went to a Dio event, and now we're talking about Ozzy's new album. Yes, we are. Okay, the first song, Mike, is uh, when I tell you the song title, you're going to say, of course. Are you ready? Yes. Straight to hell. <laughs> See, that's once, once, you know what, I'll tell you, you know what, it's funny because you mentioned again, Bla- uh, the blizzard and all that, whatever the fuck. It was the reality show that did it for me. That, that's when I stopped taking him seriously as a viable musician. We did go at that time and we went and saw him at the Hills Have Eyes Pavilion. Yeah. Um, we, we, were you, did you go when he got his star on the Walk of Fame too? No, I didn't get oh, to go. I, I even went to that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but that's the thing is you've stayed with them all the time. But once the reality show kicked in, I went, we this is, well, because it's, now you're just, yeah. you're, a, you're a, a being lampooned. Well, the last I mean? time I saw Ozzy was 10 years ago when Scream came out because you, you went to the autograph signing at, um, at Amoeba and then you got a wristband to go to see him at the House of Blues. Oh, nice. And I, I've only seen, I've seen him three times. That was the last time I saw him and that was the best I've ever seen him. He okay. was really, he was actually good. Well, I mean, I, I do, I saw him sometimes. Yeah. I saw him on, uh, on, on Diary of a Madman with Motley Crue opening, hmm. you know, when I was fucking what, 15 or whatever. And, uh, I'd seen him, I think I've seen him five times. That's crazy. I saw him with you again, Hills Eyes, Have Eyes Pavilion yep. when we asked for a bottle of water. And she said, uh, no, I, I got to give you a glass. And we're like, well, I just, can I just, I'm just a bottle of water. She goes, no, because they're, uh, the guys on the lawn, they're pissing in the bottles and they're throwing and they're them at throwing. the people down in the, in the seats. Like, Lauren, give me a cup. Ozfest was disgusting. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, who opened for, for Ozzy when you saw him? Motley Crue. Oh. Uh-oh. Interesting. <laughs> That's insane. That's ridiculous. It's really terrible. It'll never not make me laugh. Uh, I well, I mean, I, again, it was the shout at the oh devil my tour. God. So I, it, he wasn't doing that yet. Okay. Okay. Andrew Watt produced this album. Okay. The first song is written by John Osborne. I, that must be uh, uh, someone related to Ozzy. I hope it's Ozzy. <laughs> it using, is Ozzy. Using, it is. Yeah, it oh, is. His songwriting name is John. I'm making a joke. I was hoping it wasn't. Uh, the, well, no, I knew you were, but I, I was hoping it wasn't the kid. Who's the kid? Charlie. Who's that fucking kid? <laughs> The dummy would get fucking loaded on the video on the reality show. Uh, I forget what the kid's name yeah, is. Yeah, I forget. Brett. Okay, so John Osborne, Chad Smith, Duff McKagan. So he wrote with these guys too. It says Andrew Woolman, which I assume is Andrew Watts' real name. Could be right, yeah. and then and then Slash. So let's hear. So this this has all the makings of a good song, right? Let's hear straight to hell. And again, dry. kick in and like blow our ears out yeah and then Ozzy's gonna ruin it nothing wrong with that alright now 
All right, so far, I'm all in. Well, again, because the weak link hasn't shown up. <laughs> the lyrics and the singing. Got to get to the chorus. There you go. All right. So it's been ten years since Ozzy released uh, a solo album. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think that's bad. All right. What do you think? I don't think that I thought the music was fucking jamming. The music is killer. I thought the mix was fucking awesome. The drums, mm-hmm. the, all of it sounds amazing. The and music. Then, and then what happened? Well, he, auto auto tuned Ozzy. That, he sounds like they've poured syrup all over him. <laughs> That's how I describe that vocal. Just there's this sheen where, like, literally, it's the, yeah. remember in the old days when a guy would smile and would go ding because he yeah. had a white smile. Well, that's well, what that's Ozzy's what, vocals are. What happened are. when Eddie Money winks? <laughs> it does. But that that's what that sounds like to me. Right. And I don't mean. And that's where he went later. That's what yeah. I mean. It's like. You know, compare that to fucking uh, War Pigs or something. And I yeah. understand we're talking a fifty year difference. Yeah. Okay. But for me, for me, that that fucking music was badass. If you could, you imagine? Okay, could you imagine Ripper Owens or your boy from uh, Black Label Society? Or I'm sorry, uh, Black uh, the Riders. Black Star Riders. Yeah, imagine that dude over that track. That'd be killer. You know, th- that's what I mean. You get a guy who who with oomph, but Ozzy to me always, it always sounds to me like they're putting training wheels on his voice. Like they've got to figure <laughs> out a way to do something to make Ozzy work into the mix or into the blend. Because uh, I guarantee one of these songs is going to be one of those ones where he goes, I have my own life. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. he just, I just, know what you're oh, saying. God, well, I, he, he's, he's 71 years old. And, that's, and this is fine. And he's, but that's what I mean is when you're still trying to be the Prince of Darkness at 71 and still doing this, you know what I mean? What? It's I, like, I bet we didn't even get to Slash's guitar. I bet Slash does a solo that's, in there somewhere. Yeah, and I'll bet it was a fucking that's jam. amazing. But, but uh, that drum, bass, and, and mm-hmm. all of that, and the guitar, that was driving, man. Right. That sounded really good. Now, for the most part, it looks like, uh, like, Oz, like the band co-wrote all these songs. So, that's okay. where so I'm not going to read. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to read the credits every time. It looks like that's what it is. Well, that's, then that gives this the feel of a band album. Yes. Instead of him bringing in like nine mercenaries to write songs about yeah. the devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which he usually could do. All right. Next song, Mike. Track yes. two of 11. All this righty. is All My Life. What do you think? Ballady? Uh, right. Mid tempo. Because this is another thing that he does. Sappy. is going to be dri- sappy. Well, this is another thing he does. It drives me fucking crazy. And it, it will, again, with the even, well, Eddie Money does it too. Like, they're, because they're out. They're on fumes. I mean, he's 71. He's written about every fucking thing he could possibly write about. <laughs> so now it's some bullshit about how sad the road is uh-huh. or how he can't sleep anymore or all, you know, uh, I, it's been a hard life <laughs> on the road. But, okay. But let me ask you something. Do you like Mama, I'm Coming Home? Do you like Road to Nowhere? I road to nowhere. Not familiar with that me. one. But 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 mom, I'm coming home. Of course, you love it. It's it's and but it's also we're talking 24 years ago. Well, that's right? because times have changed. <laughs> All right, here we go. All my life, I think it's well, going to be. What's the what's the song that sounds like? I lost my poor meatball. <laughs> what is it? I'm going through. 
exchanges. Oh, I know what it is. Here's the one that lost your poor meatball. It's okay. this one. Which one? <laughs> but that, um, yeah, changes sounds like I lost my poor meatball to me. It always, it always did. Even though it's a good, it's, I liked it. I didn't mind it, but it, it, it always made me think of I all lost right. my poor meatball. Well, let's hear all my life. Let's see what see what this is. Like. All right, but let's and let's get the lyrics on this okay. because I want to hear. Oh, it's exactly what we thought. I don't know if I can find the lyrics, Mike. No, I mean I want to. We'll we'll decide. Oh, it's exactly what you said. I told you. <laughs> Jack Osborne is who his son is. The music is so fucking great. The music's great. Yes, but I and again, I and, and look, and if you love him, I'm not. I'm not here to be that guy. I hope. I hope so. And I hope you love him. And I hope good things happen. But I just he's ill not, right he's, now. He's not for me anymore. He's ill. Like in what capacity? He's got Parkinson's. He just canceled his tour. He's had Parkinson's for seventy years. It's probably true. But he's now a he shaky can't. Motherfucker. Now he can't manage it. Oh, I see. Trouble. That's what I think. Okay. Well, he canceled the, all the dates. No, he didn't. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did. was supposed to be at the, he was supposed at the bowl. To, yeah, and we were going to get free tickets for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Look, I, then I don't mean to slander the guy. And I, I Again, he has brought me joy. A lot of his look, songs have brought me joy over a long look, time. But. When, when Ozzy Osbourne has Parkinson's disease at 71 years old, it's amazing he's even alive now. Of course. So it's okay. And, I he, and, he, and who, I, I mean, who knows, uh, you never know if all the stuff that he did to his body all these years uh, induced Parkinson's. You don't know. Well, let me ask you, you this. Know. Now, uh, clearly, uh, Parkinson's, you're, uh, you're, you're shaky Pete, right? You're yeah, well, you, don't have to sh- you don't have to sh- well, imitate what I'm showing it. you now. Uh, well, perhaps, and, and again, just hear me out. It might not be Parkinson's. Perhaps all all of the ants he has snorted in his life may just be in his <laughs> arms, and they're trying to get out, and they're doing it all shaky. Well, they might be in his pants. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's I hope that's not shaky. Some ants okay. in his pants. We're going to do one more song, and then we're going to go back to some storytelling. I don't oh. even want to tell you the name of this song, oh. because you're just going to lose your fucking mind. I, and I don't mean to. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> no, I like it. And again, we haven't heard any of this. No, this is new. This is all new to us. Like I said, I've heard one song. Uh, I think like, like like a Facebook ad popped up and I heard like, wow, 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 Aussie. Which is true because I sent you, I sent you the link to the, to the, the song I heard. Yeah, but I, I would not and listen. And you wouldn't. You said I'm not. No. I, I got to hear the whole album. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like to listen to, cause you know what happens? It's, I've burned myself before. I've like, you know, like Cheap Trick releases two songs off their upcoming album and then I play those songs nonstop. Then when the album comes, I find myself, I'm sick of those. So I just skip them. Right. And then it ruins the album for me. Okay, Mike, you ready? I'm ready. This song is called. <laughs> you're gonna tell. Oh, you're gonna tell me. All right. Do you want to then predict what it's about after I tell you the title? Uh, just, yeah, let's do that. The song is called Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. So this is his retirement song. I'm saying this is his. Uh, he's telling the audience how much he loved them and he loved being on stage, right. loved being in the spotlight. <laughs> but now, it's funny because he has a song called Goodbye to Romance. So mm-hmm. use a new word. Why don't you call it uh, Adios? 
See ya. <laughs> uh, good riddance. <laughs> All right, here's goodbye. Let's hear it. Chad Smith killing it. Do you have any memories? I think you're wrong about the subject matter. Now, for me, this is the type of Ozzy song that I don't care for. It's a dirge. It's a dirge. I like I like when there's you know you know verse, chorus, sure. something melodic. Yeah, but no, yeah, that, that's that's that that's, sounded like your deep B side from yeah. a '90s Ozzy album. Yeah, I'm two for three right now. Now I will tell you this. I, I uh, also but the I, music I, again still sounded good. The mm, musicians are sounding good though. It, but it's but again that's not for me. That's a dirge. Yeah, it just yeah, wasn't I'm what just I wanted not to hear. Into it. Um, and I, I just want to say this too. I don't. I've never hated Ozzy because again, there are I don't people. Think anyone well, people do. love him, and I understand that. And I used to because I have great respect for him mm-hmm. because yes, he's done terrible things to himself, but also he's he's been tormented by demons, demons. and shit his whole life. Yeah. He used to. He, I used to really relate to something he would talk about when he would say, uh, "There's a him. Mm-hmm. There's Ozzy, and then there's him." There's a guy inside him that he would come out, and that's yeah. when all this crazy shit would happen. And I, I felt like that sometimes as a kid, or even in yeah. my, you know, in my 30s, I was like, well, yeah, there's a him, there's a guy, because you, I'd get in a fight, so you'd lose your your, your vision, yeah. and just start, you'd wake up and just be like, oh man, what the fuck? Which happened? is which is much different from when uh, Vincent Damon Fernier says, oh, that's what <laughs> Alice does on stage, right. because that guy is sane and normal and a Christian yeah. and a golfaholic. So when he's referring to his alter ego, his alter ego isn't, what do I want to say, um, uh, tormented. Yeah, Ozzy, he's Ozzy's just a stage alter ego. Yeah, Ozzy the, is really the guy who lives inside of Ozzy Osbourne wants him to hurt himself. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why he self medicated for so long and stuff like that. And then, like I said, they turn him into the punchline in that Osbourne show once yeah. fucking Sharon hopped in. My favorite thing on that Osbourne show is when he would be sitting at the kitchen counter coloring. Yeah, because that's how he would just that would be relaxing for him. Yes. I'm doing a little bit of coloring. Right. And and she, Daddy's coloring uh, his book. Oh. <laughs> Give him his books to color. Yeah. Are you know what you should Jack. play? Jack. <laughs> I should what? You should play uh, um uh, Kelly's version of Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> no. That's a jam. Is it? I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie to you. That all is right. a goddamn jam. Right. I'm I'm on board with yeah, that. All right. Because that's you know why we've talked about it many times uh-huh. on your show before. Songs are songs, hooks yeah. are hooks. And you can't argue with Papa Don't Preach. It's a fucking jam. All right. Yeah. Okay, so we're back at the Avalon now. Dark for our- memories, dark <laughs> memories, they keep me up at night. I, I that wasn't bad. <laughs> Thank you. It's almost, that's, it's good. Well, uh, yeah, I just, uh, it just, again, it's, that's, I, I, every, everything he writes is in service of the same yeah, thing to a certain extent, you know what I mean? And, and I don't expect him to write a song about going to, the, having a corn dog at the fucking fair, you know what I mean? But right. at the same time, 
You can only hear so much dragon shit, but you're like, all right, enough. Go talk to somebody. Lay on a couch. <laughs> all right, here we go. Story time. We're back at the Avalon. Now, where are we at this point? Oh, okay. So then there's also a band performing that night called Sadie and the Tribe. Yes, sir. And uh, so it's their turn to do a sound check. And um, they're opening up the uh, the show. They're opening up the show. Sadie is uh, a very fit uh, young woman with a like a blonde mohawk. And we do some we do some research on her, and we find out that she is a fitness expert and yeah. a yoga, yoga guru and all that. And kind she's of stuff. Uh, she definitely has a look of a of a lead singer in a band. Yeah, she has and, a Susan Powder look, but also like a rock star Susan yeah. Powder. And um, and they play their first song. I don't know what it was called. Yeah, and we were like, oh, okay. You know, she can sing and they're fine. But we thought it was a generic song. Yes. We were just like, eh, okay, but she could belt. Yes. We were like, all right, that's cool. And then... We didn't like the mix either because there was too see. much, the symbols were too crazy. I might, hold on. You might have the original? I, you might mi- have, I might. Oh, that would be a jam. Um, so yeah, so they, they play the first song and we hear it and we, it's just, obviously somebody, because this was an industry event, obviously somebody who has anything to do with industry uh, they have, maybe it's on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. Uh, somebody involved with this industry event is thinks something of Sadie and the tribe. So they want to get her on stage in front of more people in the industry because uh, they were not metal. They were not, you know, this is a Dio event. So you would imagine they would have some fucking budding young metal band, but Sadie and the tribe were just kind of a, kind of a rock band with an interesting front woman. So we were like, we were, and again, like I said, the first song, eh, it was just okay. I mean, and again, it wasn't bad. But it was that kind of throwaway. You're just like, all right, well, this is just music. But she uh, grabbed you. She do, she could sing, and she was real good. And then I'm not going to say the title of the song. I got. I just purchased it. Okay. And then we hear the drums. Yeah. And we immediately know what song it is. It's I said a, it out loud. They're doing a cover, and and this is the, I'm actually playing right now. Sadie and the Tribe. Now, before you do, real quick. Hi. The, uh, the, I'm sorry. The the sound guy said I need I need two minutes of something else. Right. They're like, oh, that's not good enough. They go, he goes, no, I, I could really use two minutes of something else just to get the levels and stuff. So they went, okay. And then we heard the opening drum riff and I thought maybe they were just doing it yeah, just to give him it. something for a level. Right. But and, no. I, and I said the song title out loud to you and you looked yeah. at me and went, ooh. ooh, I know. It's great. Here we go. That's not the original. No, this is Sadie and the, the Tribe. Okay. Yeah. chorus i honestly i don't care because i love it i mean i love the song but let the people know that the live version we heard kicks this studio version's ass destroyed it 
because they, they hoard this up with too much guitar yeah and, and that too, drums too fast yes but um, it was fantastic because again this is a song and i filmed that too i'm gonna put that up for patreon yeah this is an video. 80s song that i i've loved forever frida it's frida from abba and phil collins on drums yeah, and you said it. Phil Collins actually might have written it. I'm gonna find out. So you're gonna Google that. But that song, dude. And so go find the original too, because God damn. I mean, because Frida again, she was in fucking ABBA, ABBA. I don't know what you want to fucking call it, but she hits the back fucking row with it, man. She's just destroying it. And then Phil's drums just catch you in the chest. So then these guys play it, and the live version they did because that was too fast. He says because it's not you know you can hear the difference. That's a step, a measure faster. Right. And uh, and also the guitar is all over that version there, but it wasn't in the live version they did. They played it true. And holy Christ, it was really faithful and, and it was amazing. And she belted, dude. We felt her voice up in the balcony. It was, it was really crazy. Good. Yeah. She was terrific. So yeah, you you taped it. Uh, you I, We both I filmed it on the phone. I just, I was, because, but it was so great because we heard the, and I went, I know there's something going on. And you went, oh, and he grabbed your phone immediately. It was great. That was written by Russ Ballard. Oh no way! Nice. Okay, I'm looking at because I, I never really looked at the. I don't. I don't have this. Um, this uh, solo album by her. There's a song written by Stephen Bishop. There's a song written by Giorgio Moroder, Russ Ballard, Rod Argent, Brian Ferry. Oh my God, dude! And uh, Phil Collins wrote a song called "You Know What I Mean." Well, that makes complete sense because yeah. why wouldn't you want to work with her? And why wouldn't she want to work with everybody? Yeah. You know. So I mean, I. But well, I'll tell you, I've never heard the album. Because no. I mean, but that song. But was now that, I might want to. I might want to hear that. I'm with you, yeah. And that's an MTV staple, man. When we were kids, it was just it would be come on and just like, oh, dude, it was like uh, Top of the Rock by HSAS. It was one of those videos that yeah. wasn't in great rotation. Yes, but when it would come on, you'd be like, dude, it was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after we watch uh, Sadie and the Tribe, we decide to m- make our way downstairs because nothing's happening. And this is a good. We got there like I said around around four thirty. Uh, was no, it was uh, four twenty because uh, from the from the meter oh, and everything. I time to get wasted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, but then we went down. By the time we're done with this, it's now like six fifteen. Yep. Now the up top, they they have. There's a very nice program booklet uh, for this event. Yeah, there is. it's full color. It's like a tour book. It's beautiful. It has photos of uh, of Sadie and the tribe. It's yeah. got all the people who are winning awards that yep. night. It's, it's got, it's got uh, yeah. It's got a list of. The presenters for the night were Frankie Benali and Freddie Curry from uh, Cinderella. Tommy and Lee. Tommy Lee, Sebastian Bach, Eddie Trunk. Yeah. They're, 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 well, Eddie Trunk, is uh, is he presenting or is he hosting? I think he was hosting. I think he was hosting, yeah. But um, so these these programs are all up top. And um, so I grabbed six of them. Yeah, he did. Because I told Mike, I go, I sell these on eBay. And I went, what Some crazy Dio fan. We'll buy one of these. And I just assume, again, I forget who he is because he has a force field around him that I forget about. Like, I just assume we're going to get kneecapped the second we come out of the yeah. fucking balcony with a pile of goddamn programs. Like, Mike goes, do you want me to hide them in my shirt? Are you yeah. going to roll them up and put them in you your pants? You want to walk behind me? I'm like, so no, nobody I just put them under my arm. And then I think he's going to hustle out to the car and put them in the back seat. Nope. Just no. kept them under my arm the whole yep. time. Yep. Because we're downstairs for another 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, no one knows. He's just carrying them. So we get downstairs and then all of a sudden here comes. One of the tallest rock stars, I think, in existence, possibly. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's, he's no, he, he might be, he's no Kane Roberts, certainly. No, I just said his name. Yes, you did. He's Sebastian Bach. From Skid Row. Walks right in the, he's inside the lobby and he's the first. He and Eddie Trunk are there. We yeah, see they're them there. Both. They're in the lobby. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, we're, uh, and there's uh, a handful 
Nah, more than a handful. Now, we probably get about 40 people meandering yeah, around the but lobby. But I don't even know who the people are. And the bar can't. is open, too. The bar is open. But and, it's a mix, too, where there's people that are dressed nice or with blazers and looking like they're good. And then there are people with slipknot shirts, you right, know, like, yeah. like that sort of thing. And uh, and also, you know, all kinds. There's all yeah. kinds. They're all there. And um, Sebastian Bach is wearing a, a sports jacket, but he has a he has a Rush t-shirt, an on. old school Rush, old with school the, yeah, Rush with the, with the long hair and mustache, Neil Peart. He's at the bar drinking water. Yes. So I don't know if with he's, his wife, with his wife, and, and uh, in addition to all of that, he is being incredibly gracious to everyone who walks to up anyone to him. who comes up to him. Yes. Because like as soon as we saw him, I'm like, should we get a picture? And Mike's like, we, we have I said to, yes. Right? But then we didn't. We, well, didn't, we didn't cross the line. Well, we didn't want to bother him. We didn't want to cross know, the line. But, but, but then other people were taking selfies with him, and he was accommodating. And yeah, he's very, very cool. nice. Super nice. And then, um, should we talk about uh, about um, Dave Magic? Danny. Danny Magic? Danny Magic. Why not? There's a magician that they hired because Ronnie would always sign his photos, Magic. Yeah, and so we're, we're in the, you know, tons of people are in the lobby, and people are when drinking. When that guy came up to us, I, didn't, I thought he was kicking us out. I didn't know what was going so on. So did I, when he's like, gentlemen. And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, no, what's this guy want? Put your programs down. Put your programs down. <laughs> Uh, but we're because we're in the lobby and there's a bunch of people and they're meandering and the, they said the bar is open so people are drinking and people are signing up for the auctions right. and looking at the things. There was a Rolex that had a devil face mm-hmm. and the and the fucking band was custom carved skulls and yep. shit. I mean, it was insane. You dude. would only actually wear it if you were actually going to hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dressing up for a party in hell. Uh, because it was, but it was, I went, I go, I, go, I want that watch. I absolutely want that watch. Cause it just looked horrible. You'd never wear well, it. But. It's funny you say that. Cause I put a bid down in oh, your name. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let's see what happens. But yeah, so then we're just meandering around the lobby and then Danny Magic happens upon yes, us. And, and fellas. Well, oh, he's no. in a suit. He's in a suit, bald head, looks official. And he's yeah. like, oh, gentlemen. And like, I'm like, oh, uh, we're uh, fucking oh, dead. A G man's here. Yeah, I'm going to have to fight my way out. <laughs> But he just wants to show us some magic tricks. Yeah, he's like, you know, the magic is a key word for Ronnie James Dio, yeah. and so I'm going to show you some magic. And we're like, all right, dude. So we did like an up-close trick where he turned five $1 bills into $500 bills. He was an up-close magic guy. Yes. That was the big deal. So, so that it, was pretty cool. That he was turned cool. five singles into $500. It wasn't, it, 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 it wasn't like, like mind-blowing, but it wasn't cool. See, I go the other route. I, it just, it, he was snapping, and they were turning in front of us. They were completely changing. There was I no, saw how he did it. Uh, which is fine for you. <laughs> no. I but I, I'm here. Here's how I feel about because some people are like magic is dumb. Yeah, uh, I want you to fool but, the right. shit out of me. I, I don't want to know how you did it. I think it's fucking awesome. The reason I'm saying that trick wasn't mind blowing is because the next oh trick my was Christ. insane. Yeah, then you mean the next series of tricks yeah. where seven things blew your mind? Yep. Yeah. So he he takes us over to like a table. Yeah, he's like, come on over here, fellas. Come over here, and then he shuffled, shuffled us right out the door. No, <laughs> he, um, and he uh, he pulls out a deck of cards. Yeah. And he fans the deck towards me. He goes, but he puts first. He puts a bo- the he puts the box down on puts the table. the box down on the table. The box that the cards come in. Yes, puts that on the table. Fans out the cards with the uh, faces of the cards towards me. He says, "Look at a card and and pick your card in your mind." Closes up the deck. Quick, quick, did it quick, super and then he, quickly. And then he folds it up. And he goes, "What was like it? It's a, it?" Like it's black or red. A, like this might be the craziest part of the whole trick, almost for me. Is how fast it went. How's he know what card was in my mind? No idea. So he says, "What's your card?" And well, it was no. He says, "Black or red." Black or red. That's right. And I said, and I said, black. And then, and then what did he say? He said, "He says, what's the card?" He and said, I seven said, seven of spades. And he, he goes, then, "That's amazing. It's in my pocket." Yeah, and it was. <laughs> and it was. It was in his pocket. Yes. And then it he, was insane. And then he pulled it out. And then he said, "Do me a favor. Write your name on this." 
And you wrote Pat in big bold marker. Big bold marker letters. And he Pat. goes, put it here in the in the deck. And he shoveled it in the deck. And then he uh goes, All right, yeah. Oh, you know what's weird? It's in my other pocket. And then he literally pulls it out of his other pocket <laughs> with the name Pat. Yes. And then uh, and and which and then he shuffles the deck. He's going, Yeah, it's oh, that seems strange that that would happen. And he goes, uh, oh, you know, by the way, though, it's it's uh, go ahead and open that box. <laughs> and and Pat's like, what? And the card box that had contained the deck of yes, cards. Yes. And Pat picks it up and he goes, dump it out. And now the dumps, guy hasn't touched that no, box. No, he hasn't touched it. It's sitting on going, the table. He hasn't gone near it. Yes. And Pat dumps the box out and uh, fold it up into into quarters. With like a metal, with like a metal. Uh, like a chip clip. Chip clip on it. Uh, is Pat's card he with his name He opens up, it's my it. card with my name on yeah. it. And then Pat looks, and we're just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And he goes, well, yeah, you should probably put it back in the box. And then Pat grabs the box, and all of the cards are back in the box. box. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, if he would have said, look in your shoe, and my card would have been in my shoe, I would have, oh, of course it is. Yeah. And then he put it back in the deck, and I, I forget where the last place it came out of was, but we were because we were just so yeah. astonished by all of it. Yeah. But he made it appear in five different places, including once where he's doing it, and then it's in his mouth. He's talking. Oh, and he's like, talking clearly. This is over the series of about four minutes. Yeah, he's no, done this. If that, yeah, three you're right. maybe. It was so fast. It was amazing. Were he we did five to, tricks in three minutes. Were we supposed to tip him? I thought the same thing, but then I, I thought he had twenties. I wasn't going to well, tip fuck him. That this guy's got five hundred dollars. You think I want to? What the fuck? <laughs> I should have given him a bucket and turned that into a hundred, buddy. Yeah, Wendy Dio can tip him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's um, um in general those guys aren't working for tips. I mean, they're paid a lot. Okay, to Okay, cool. So. Um, and he had the Magic Castle pins on, and, and uh, Pilar's uh, cousin, David Regal, is a big magician at the Magic Castle, and he knew David and blah, blah, blah. So we had a little chat with him, and then, then we go back to, uh, we want to look at, we want to see who's coming in. Yes. So Frankie Benali comes in. Frankie has uh, is dealing with pancreatic he's cancer Ill, right now. Certainly. He's very, very thin. And um, if I wouldn't have said that was Frankie Benali, you would have just thought it was a dude with a beard, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we saw Craig Goldie. We saw Craig uh, Goldie, the whole band, we, Simon Wright, was uh, were out there talking. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, and then we see Ricky Warwick, your boy, which is so fun. He looked great. He had a red jacket on. He was with his wife, and I'm like, I gotta say hi to him. Yeah. And I'm always concerned. This is now. I spent time with him twice in this studio, and then uh, at, at concerts twice. You know, we chatted for quite a while. So I'm always nervous that he's not going to remember who I am. You said that to me. And I walked over and I went, I went, Ricky. And he's like, and it always just like a second. And he's like, Oh, Pat, what's going on? And I'm just hanging out. And Which I, is really cool. It really is cool. Because and he's then, getting, he's getting a, a ton of people were steering him. There were people talking yes. to him. They're jocking him. Yeah. And, and he made uh, totally made time for me. And I, he had been sick early around Christmas and he was in the hospital. So I was like, how are you feeling? And he, put his hand on my shoulder. He's like a touch guy, you know? And he's like, oh, thanks for asking. I feel great. Everything's good. And, uh, and then I, th and this was true. Just last night, I don't know where I was looking around the web, but um, I found an Andy Taylor song. Andy Taylor from Duran Duran and the solo mm -hmm. albums, uh, Thunder and, and don't Dangerous. Don't let me die young. Um, and th he has, he has a new song that, and it's, uh, he co-wrote it with Ricky Warwick. So I said to Ricky, I said, I just heard that Andy Taylor song you co-wrote with him last night. And he goes, oh, the album's coming out soon. I co-wrote six songs with him. He goes, wait till you hear the next one. It's real funky. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then, yeah. so we chatted and I you know, asked if Black Star Riders were going to play U.S. dates. He said, we're trying, but it doesn't look likely. It's hard to get a foothold and make money in, in the U.S. They're just, they're big overseas. Yeah. And, then, and, then I, and then I let him go. And then, uh, and then you and I decided 
We, we well, you said we got to get out of here. I'm yeah. like, all right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we got to get over to uh, I said, well, let's to the fine. Eddie Money thing. And then you said, do we go talk to Sebastian Bach? I'm like, of course we do. Why do we not? Because <laughs> I said, I have an in because uh, one of Pilar's really great friends, uh, Kristen Kelly, she was in Rocky Horror Picture Show with, uh, with Joan Jett and Sebastian Bach uh, on Broadway. Yeah. So um, I think he was riffraff. I think that's who Sebastian, Sebastian was. Yeah, okay. I think so. Which is great. So, uh, so I'm like, so I kind of have that in. So we go over to him. And we, <laughs> well, you approach from his left. I approach from his right. Right. We flank him. Uh, yeah. I go, cause I did, I did a loop. I went around. Then I got around. down on my knees behind him and you pushed <laughs> Push him, him over. He toppled. <laughs> and then we were all on the floor and we chatted on the floor. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, so I just said, so I talked to him first. He's got to be six, six. He's really tall. Yeah. yeah. And I said, uh, I said, Hey, you know, I can't be in the room with you and knock him over and say, and meet you. And he's like, oh, thanks so much. And I was like, uh, what did I forget? What? Oh, then I said, hey, a, a really good friend of mine, pretended like it was my friend, not my wife's, <laughs> cut out the middle person. I said, a real good friend of mine, Kristen Kelly, was in Rocky Horror Picture Show with you. He's like, oh, man, that's like 20 years ago. And she did tell me this story. So I asked him, I go, I go, he's like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. And I said, hey, she told me that if you, you had a good show that night, you would say that the show was Bach-tastic. <laughs> I said, is that something you would say? He goes, I don't think so. I go, no, he said, not a chance. Not a chance. Not, not, a, chance. Said, not a chance. And I said, not even 20 years ago. And he was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I still have the programs under my arm. Yep. <laughs> and he says, what do you got there? Some albums? Like, he thought you were going to ask him to sign. Yeah, and, and he was obviously he up for it. Sure. And so he's... <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. He says, what an idiot. He says... What do you got on your arm? Those albums, and I say, "Nah, I'm not that guy." Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm just, I didn't hear it at first, and and you told me after the fact. And I go, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" With a straight face, you got that out. Yep, I can't believe you didn't just I'm fucking laugh guy. all over. I'm not that guy because the place idiots. is surrounded by those well, guys. outside. Well, outside then, yeah, nuts. once we split, everybody there's a ton of them yeah. out there. But then, Mike, you come up to him and you tell him. Uh, well, there's because this. Yeah, well, I just had to say to him, you know, I, again, I just said, hey, and again, I'm like, of course, I say Mr. Bach because I'm a weirdo, <laughs> and I'm just like, I just, I just got to tell you, you know, I've, I've, you know, loved your music a long time, and I, I have to tell you, um, your Saturday Night Live appearance in 1991, like it still resonates with mm -hmm. me because they, it was when the second was Enslaved to the Grind, which is the second album, right? Yeah, uh, that came out, and they did the song Monkey Business on Saturday Night Live, and you have to find it because it was just this. You know, it was a studio. It's a studio. It's Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And then opening guitar is, it's real, it's real light. You know what I mean? Is it well, outside my window? And then that's, he does the scream. Yeah. And it just and they goes fucking, nuts. It sounds like a jet engine and it blows everybody out of the fucking building. Yeah. It's so, I was watching it. I had done, I was on doing stand up at the last stop and my buddies and I went over to our friend Karen's house and we were just there and, and I said, oh, I wanted to see Skid Row on Saturday Night Live. So we turned it on and, uh. We're just because again, it was it was after midnight, yeah, and you're mesmerized. And, oh my god! And I said, you got to crank this up. Like it, I couldn't turn it up loud enough, man. It was so <laughs> so powerful and just yeah. fucking. And again, they you know he's got the hair flying and stuff. Because yeah. he look in his heyday, dudes, he was yeah. just he's he still was got a, a full head of hair. Yeah, yeah. He's just a little 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 a little beefier. He's old. Not he's, he's not heavy. Yeah. He's not fat. But he's, he's beefy. No. Yeah, but well, because he used to be he's a fucking out. pipe yeah. cleaner. Yeah, yes. I mean that's the whole deal. It was a coke straw. But now he's just he just looks like a guy. But uh, but with a six six guy yeah. with a big mane of yeah. fucking hair. So Mike tells him that story. He's yeah, totally yeah. cool. Loves it. He was great. And then I told him I go and also I saw you and uh, when GNR before they got back together when Axel went out with his band with yeah. Buckethead. 
he opened here at the, at the Universal. Yeah, I was with you. And he did the, with the fucking spin in the microphone over yep. the pit, which Nuts. is, yeah, Google that too. Go to YouTube. There's a clip of it with him doing the microphone over the pit that's just insane. Yeah. And he was Take great. He was, he was like, he's like, oh, it's a long time ago, but yeah, I can still do that. And he was just, he was super great and, <laughs> and very then, nice. Then he fist bumped us before we left. He, he did. He like put his fist out to fist bump us. Yeah, it was great. So he and, was, he was super cool to us. And then we, uh, we skated out of there on the way out on the, on the, uh, black carpet. We saw, um, Glenn Hughes and Wendy Dio. Yeah, Glenn Hughes from Deep Purple was out there. And then we got out of there and... and I Googled Sebastian Bach. I realized I'm older than him and I'm telling him how great he is, which is sad. <laughs> All right. Oh, and we had to walk past the autograph idiots. They, yeah. they were out there too, just lurking, waiting to get signatures. Those guys. Yeah. I'm glad you're not idiots. one of those guys. Dummies. All right. Let's take it. Let's get back into Ordinary Man. Now, this next song, this is the title track. It's called Ordinary Man featuring Elton John. This is the song I heard. Also, Slash is on guitar. For this song so we got elton john we got slash we got the title track and let's hear this let's hear a little bit of uh, a song obviously mike does not care for ordinary i didn't Man. say that i said i've heard it okay here we go there's elton i, I believe i hope so Let me ask you, what do you think this is about? Oh, it's co-lead vocals, too, on this. I was unprepared for fame Then everybody knew my name Oh, they sure did. It's a terrible rhyme. I have traveled many miles I've seen tears and I've seen smiles Never heard it before. Knew the lyric. What say? When the lights go down, it's just an empty stage. Oh, he's just a normal dude. Okay. Yep. Yes, I've been a bad guy. Been higher than the blue sky. And the truth is, I don't wanna die. An ordinary man. I've been from a crime. Where's Ellen? Kind of have a similar like yeah. drug story. All right. Now look, I don't hate it, but I, I'm not going to give it a reigning endorsement. I'm, I'm two for four on this album right now. I'm two for four. I think you're zero. You may be like one. No, that first again. You're that one first for four. Song, the music was you're fucking one for awesome. Four. I didn't even mind the second one. This, the music kills. But okay, so again, we're two for he, four collectively. He shows up, and it's just... And, and also, this one is just a mess. I, again, I like cats, and I like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> but again, I, oh, I'm, I'm just an ordinary man. Oh, 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 are you? I wear shirts, and I wear pants. <laughs> so, famous... <laughs> let me get this straight. Famous for 50 years... <laughs> 
You're just an ordinary cat, Mike, man. That's I'm how gonna, it works. I'm going to make up a lyric right now, and then I want you to sing the next line, okay? All right, sure. I've been rich, and I've been poor. <laughs> yeah, that, but All that's right. what I'm talking about. It's just, it's dead. Okay. And again, I don't mean to be a shithead about it, but it's, it's Mary, just... Why do you think you're being a shithead Well, because again, I don't like those guys who don't like anything. You ever hear those idiots? I love Ozzy. I just, I buy, I, know I, download, do. I like physical media. I downloaded this so yeah, we can I, hear it. You did. I'm going to buy it tomorrow at of Target so are. I can hold it. But this and is just show it to my wife that, and her that, say, oh, that's great, honey. Again, you're, I like there is this. Um, I, I don't even know. Here's how something else I got irrationally mad at a million years ago. And now I realize how dumb it was. But at the same time, uh, when Janet Jackson, uh, um, I cash my uh, um, I'm trying to remember the, I cash my check. I'm ready to go. I promise you I'll show you such a good time. Uh, the song Escapade. Yeah. Um, she's like, you know, and she's talking about being at work. And you're just like, I don't. You're, you're a Jackson. Like, you've, you've never worked. I mean, you work as right. a dancer and yes, singer yes. and all this stuff, and as Penny on Good Times, whatever the fuck. But please, just that. Yeah. So for him to go, I'm in order burgers. Man, this guy's been famous for 50 years. He's licking a piss at swimming pools in New Mexico, whatever the fuck. You're not ordinary. You, you are the, the if least you, ordinary. The least ordinary person yeah. probably in rock and roll just at this point. Just because you color at your uh, table. Yeah. And I know he wants to see himself as ordinary, I suppose. And that, that whole thing is like, you know, the rest of the is is yes, the jam. It's like, oh my God, stop, All dude. Right. Are you ready for the next of song course. title? This is track five. Yes. This is this is this is uh, right in the uh, no, it's not right in the center because eleven songs. Okay, track five. This is under the graveyard. Ooh. So what do you think's gonna happen? This I is gonna be it's... this is gonna be similar to Monster Mash. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was working in the lab late one night. She's on the slab. Okay, you're right. What, do you, do you, what is we under got, the baby? We have to do an Ozzy Osbourne monster, man. I will fucking love it. So, what do you think? They did the mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Smash! <laughs> All right, so under the graveyard, what do you oh, think it is? Is this, is this about uh, the afterlife after he dies? He's gonna miss everyone. Um, I, I think it's just gonna be your generic dark song about forces and and ghosts or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't know. I don't. I don't think this will be a personal song for him at all. It's gonna be about monsters and stuff. I'm like to tell said. you something. Yes. If I start this song yes. and we hear like cauldrons and bubbling and stuff. I'm giving you fifty dollars. All right, I'll take that because right. I part of me thinks there's going to be like a uh, like a like a church like the opening of Mr. Crowley. No, I didn't say anything about that. Understood, but okay. I'm saying what I think it'll be. And also, I will say this: I'm betting. I'm saying this is going to be a fucking chugga chugga fucking punch you in the face song. All right, I hope so because we've we've had some slow ones, mm -hmm. right? We had a dirge. We had two slow ones. We had two kick-ass ones. Okay, under the graveyard. <laughs> Here we go. Fuck. Well, you don't know. Sounds pretty slick, though. Oh, I just lost 50 bucks. That's what I'm pissed about. <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, my 
kick in here. It's a power ballad. Oh no, we're all rotting bones. Kind of nothing to me. That sounds kind of just nothing. Yes. That doesn't do anything for me. Agreed. Musically, but lyrically, I, I look, th- this dude, it's because again, that, that interview with the him, I actually saved it. Okay. Because I, again, I told you I related to mm-hmm. it so much. Yeah. yeah. Might have been, it might have been 96 or something like that. I don't remember. Whatever. It was one of the, whatever. But um, go talk to somebody. I, I, I literally, that song there, I, I woke up, I hate myself, I'm in misery, you can't take care of me because I'm, a, I'm this, this, this. And I, I don't, I, I understand maybe he wants to mine his pain for whatever, all this kind of shit, but I mean. He go, has the means to have therapy. He would, has the means to have uh, the he best. Has, he could have a lot of therapy. Yeah, he could have, the, the people would come to him. He wouldn't even have to leave his mansion, his castle. And and maybe he is having therapy and he has to mind this for and, his, you know. And this is maybe this about? is the best he can be with therapy. Yeah. He's because, still, it's not, it's, it's helping, but it's not, it's keeping him from, from causing his own demise, but it's, but he's still in, he's still painful. Yeah. He, but, but, which is all fine. And I understand that mental illness is very challenging and all those things, but he minds it for every goddamn song. It's always like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I hate myself and all this stuff. You're just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Then I don't, then I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, it's a shame. And I, I know your, your wife's a shrew and you can't stand her. And she just keeps throwing you out on fucking stage. Like I was mm-hmm. shocked when you told me they canceled it. Cause I figured no matter what, she was going to make sure he went out there and fucking sang. Well, the sad thing is being on stage is probably the one thing that makes him the happiest. And now he, he's well, a, yes, prisoner, a that, prisoner of his own uh, disease now yeah, that, and he can't do that. Yeah, that's Because that's an hour and 54 minutes away from Sharon. <laughs> so he can at least go out there and throw a bucket of water on himself and hope he dies of pneumonia before she gets her claws back in him. All right, uh, track six, then we'll go back. Then we'll start talking about the Eddie Money tribute show. Which we saw this evening. This song, Mike, this this has got to be about just telling the man to just to just fuck off. Okay. Because wait do you hear the title of this song, Mike? The title is Eat Me. Oh Christ. Do you think do you think I'm right or do you think it's gonna be something different? Well, I boy, because I, I don't no, I don't think it's any like monster eat my flesh bullshit. I think you're right. I think it's, you know, I, but I also think he's going to write it from a very specific first person point of view. <laughs> no one liked me all the time. Here's what I say with my rhyme. You know, like I made myself something and you all think I wouldn't. You know what I mean? It's going to be that thing. All right. A song of defiance for everybody who tried to shit on him when he was a fucking welder or whatever he was. All right, here we go. Eat me. Oh, this is anytime they do this. This is Ozzy on harmonica. Of course it is. Thought it was Suicide Solution for a second. Mine is fine, but it is quicker.
Let's hear more lyrics, I, I, if you can. Just, I can't understand what he's saying. Not on the chorus. Skin down to the bone. Yeah, eat me, you can evolve. I got the lyrics pu- popped up now. Okay. So it starts with, I'm on the menu, you won't get indigestion. Right. Uh, I even come with dessert. I'm not your poison. You won't need medication. Your, your insides, insides won't, won't even, even hurt. hurt. Yeah. What's it about? I'm not really sure what's... <laughs> well, if it's a... I, med- thought it was, I thought it was maybe an Alice in Wonderland thing where they wanted him to take some pills. Right. Well, it could be a metaphor... Where, uh, for From Ozzy? <laughs> well, I'm saying, I, I certainly, I, I mean, if he's literally meaning eat him or whatever, that's fine. But it could also be a metaphor for like, hey, man, eat me and keep me inside you. you you're, I'm, you know, like consume me. I'm great. Or, you know, I, but regardless, it's the worst song we've heard so far. There's clearly no, no yeah. doubt is the worst song. Because so, the thing, man. So, you, right, this is, this is hump day of the album. This is number six, right six. in the middle of the 11. Not, not great. To me, not no. Not good at all. To me, no. I don't like that one at all. But but give me again. I I need. I still think there's going to be four solid songs, and so far we got two. Yeah. You know, I guess because we just heard "We Rock," and you think of that song, it's driving, it's fucking, it's mm. in your face, and it makes you like live. Because again, there's something uh, I I want. Just you know, you know what I want? Yeah. And a guitar. Yeah. I don't need. I don't. It's just. Yeah, you're kind of all over the joint, man. Just give me a fucking song. Like, listen to fucking, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What if I did that the whole fucking time? <laughs> but those first two albums have hooks. They have songs, you know? And and that's, there was no hook in Eat Me. That was fucking garbage. It just sounded, to me, and again, we're, we're, we're talking about the rest of the album and, and uh, I get it. It's, it's, I, I'm again, I don't want to be the guy who's like, this stinks and everything stinks Eat and doesn't me. he stink? <laughs> I even come with dessert. It's like, oh, you man. Eat me. That was bad. Cause that I mean, was bad. Yeah. Cause like, if, like you said, if it's a metaphor, fine. But uh, but I didn't even like the music in that. I just said that you know that really sounded like generic. That 90s, was generic junk. Generic nineties garbage Aussie. garbage rock. Yeah, for me. Uh, okay, so we uh, get in the car. We head over to the Saban Theater we in Beverly Hills. Across town. This is where we saw Ario Speedwagon just two short weeks ago. down down. And uh, we get there. We park for free. Everything's cool. We go in. We go straight to our seats. <laughs> My everything's cool. Drag's a part of the band. <laughs> we have to do a monster mash for us. So we go, we go straight to our seats because it's getting close to eight. 
Yes. And as soon as we walk in, we see signs from Access TV that says, by entering, you are agreeing to be filmed. So Mike and I immediately know that this is going to be filmed for an Access TV yeah. concert. This is going to be some sort of concert, some sort of TV show so production with the Money family. We'll uh, get to enjoy it as we did. And we're a little worried because uh, there are metal detectors outside and the security is just going, ah, just come in. Just come in. Don't worry about it. Doesn't it. matter. We set, because right we both set it off. And he just, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah whatever. He's I trust you. No problem. You guys are fine. What do you got? Programs? <laughs> what do you got? Albums? <laughs> <laughs> so we go, uh, our seats couldn't have been better. Dead center. Yeah, dead center, row K. We bought these seats too because uh, there were no uh, no freebies for this uh, show because it's a, I guess, fundraiser for uh, cancer research. Yes. So uh, not unlike our, our Ronnie James Dio friend. That's true. Yeah. Well, um, well this was this a fundraiser for cancer research? It was. Yeah. Okay. It was Music Cares and the Eddie Money Cancer research fund or something um and then and like i said row k but there was it was weird it wasn't so that we weren't in right in row 10 because it was like a b c and then there was like a l and then d e f like it was yeah. a weird thing there was always a row but between we're, but we're dead other. center yeah we're about 15 rows back it's great seats yes it was, it was and, ridiculous um, and uh, big Eddie Money logo behind the stage. Everything's set up. A lot of uh, a lot of cougars out prowling around. <laughs> sure. A lot of uh, sure. A lot of sensitive boyfriends. A lot of all that nonsense going on. <laughs> uh, a, lot a lot of, of old people. Yeah. A lot of furtive glancing. A lot of white people. A lot of white people. Yes. It was you know it was your typical Eddie Money crowd. Uh, on the way down, Amy Lehman. Uh, you know Amy from co-hosting the show, uh, Goodwill Hunting, and uh, other episodes. She sends me a, a Facebook message telling me like, oh, Rick Springfield canceled for tonight, which stinks because Mike and I love Rick Springfield. So, well, all right, well, I should, yeah, I should mention that when you pick me up at my house, I get in the car and you go, no Rick tonight. And you're like, what? Yeah, because literally, like we're going for the experience and for the, the, the grouping of people. Yes. I'm there to see Rick Springfield. Um, I, I would venture to say, I'm going to say this and I don't know if I'm throwing down a gauntlet of some sort, I like Rick Springfield more than you do. So I was, uh, I was very excited. He's the guy. I mean, he's the reason I'm. I, I put on pants to get out of the house. Of all the people that are on the show, that were on the show, was your phone making that? I don't know what happened. I think your phone's making it that. It did. Um. But all the people on the do, bill. Do you like Rick Springfield more than I do? I don't know. I don't know about that. Because hmm. I was very disappointed that he wasn't there. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, that was for me, that was yeah. the key to the whole deal. Once I, I mean, look, we'll, yeah. it, we're, Sammy and Rick Springfield, that's the top of the bill. And I'm like, all right, cool. Everybody else who shows up is cool. Well, John, I love John Waite though. I love John Waite. Love him too. But I, you, but, even, you and I even saw John Waite open for Rick Springfield at the Universal Amphitheater. Yes, we did. And we also saw John Waite for free in a park. And yeah. And we saw Rick Springfield for free in, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the Libby bowl. Yeah, we that was we totally go fun. anywhere for free. Yeah. But I'm but free, we'll go. I've seen Rick probably like fucking eight times. Or okay, mm. what's happening with my phone? It's going insane. I need to stop it right now. I apologize, everybody. Okay, hi. Um, so so we're, so that's disappointing. He, but he, the reason he canceled is he has the flu. And when you're 70 and you get the flu, well, and we were told that uh, that you know that he might 
have just canceled. Remember the, the first yeah, thing he yeah. told first me was like just he canceled. bailed, and I'm like, oh man, don't tell me he bailed. That's not fucking cool. No. Um, but then you Googled it because she said something about arm surgery or something. I Googled yeah. and it said he had arm surgery that didn't heal, but that was from a couple of years ago. And then yeah, but then he posted then, that he has a grave of, of, of terrible flu. Yeah, and, terrible and then he actually canceled canceled other weekend. shows too. So. so and again, like we talked about in the car, you man, you're 70 years old. Don't you fuck sick, with the flu. It. Yeah, stay home. Don't please. Don't fuck with the flu. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> So uh, so we get in, we sit down, and the show starts pretty quickly. Yeah, they they killed the lights right about well, we, and this and this was a tip off for us. They killed the lights at eight, and uh, and which with a concert you don't do that usually. And yeah, we both went. All right, it's a TV show. It's We're, a TV we are a TV show taping, so we know that it's either going to be a, a exactly ninety minute show or or exactly a two hour show. Because and, uh, they want to fit it. The lights go down and we get a video. Yeah, like a little, little, ret- little retrospective video. But then it just turns into the opening credits of Real Money. And what was funny is I was going to look at Pat and go, if they just show me the opening credits of the reality show, this is a fucking, this is a whiff. <laughs> and it starts out and we get some younger Eddie and we get yeah. some stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then it goes literally right it's, into the credits. It's right the into show. It's right. In, yeah, your mother's a fan of mine. Wink. Ding. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> And we and then the, you know whatever the fuck uh, muscle money is in the backyard eating fucking onions or whatever the fuck he does that's then, Zach money who cares and then it's how all come the, we can't remember the one kid's name there's Julian Des Zach Jesse why, I've been calling Des Deke all fucking night so I don't even know I it's just it's the money crew whatever the fuck so we're watching the videos and and uh, it just it starts. It's starting to take on the feel of a reality show, the reality show, I should say, where we're getting, they're showing Eddie, you know, with a cowboy hat on, they're showing him try to lift weights, they're showing, and, um, and that's when it dawns on it. Like I said, it's, it's, he goes, and I, cause I even said to Pat, I go, this, I go, they didn't put any effort into this at all. And he just goes, it's Access TV. He goes, they want you to see the things that they already own. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Cause I thought maybe we'd get some fucking, footage of like old performances or maybe some really you know some cool stuff in the joe beginning. money joe's the one who likes sandwiches oh god that dude okay yeah so, so yeah and it's uh, you know then it's eddie to you know like talking to a horse saying why the long face <laughs> all those goofy jokes always goofy jokes i'm funny i like being funny hey and then uh and then the video is probably, probably what four minutes long four minutes long four or five uh, Four, five, give or take. All, it's all dark except for the video screen, which I have to be honest, it was a it was a weak video screen. It, it was, was a weak. It video was really video. small. Yeah. Uh, and then the lights come up, and there's a band on stage. <gasps> yeah. And it's all uh, of a sudden you got a bass player, you got a, a keyboard player, you got another guy just kind of standing there. He yep. looks like a sax player. And uh, and then uh, Deke is there on guitar. Dez Dez is there on guitar, and uh, Julian's and, behind the drum kit. All right, he's back there to play, and then. Uh, Jesse herself comes out with a uh, with a tambourine and sunglasses the whole show and cannons loaded. <laughs> that that is a girl with. I mean, that, now, I'm talking Je- the shelf on Je- and Jesse money is is no, quite just, impressive live. Just so you know what he means by cannons, I'm going to tell you that her arms are the guns, yeah, and then other parts of her body are the cannons. But wow, she, and um, really physically fit though. She looked really. She looked great. Yes, she really looked great. But but I'm I'm I mean these are some. They I'm gonna. You guess, thought she might have had augmentation. Yeah, yeah. I I I thought that whatever inheritance came just yeah. went went right into the goddamn but, shirt. But the mom also has that same figure. But we saw the reality show. We talked about it. And I don't remember Jesse looking like that. Yeah, she looked know. like she looked like Jessica Rabbit. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was nutty. And leather pants 
and a huge uh, huge uh, belt buckle, huge Gucci gold belt buckle, right? And and boots and the whole Black sparkly sleeveless, uh, yeah. shirt. And I yeah. and I guess and again, look, I'm going to impose my own uh, expectations on this. I guess I expected the kids to come out and and maybe at first uh, say a little bit about how much they love their dad and what's going on with their dad and yeah. what's been going on and how much they miss him. Um, and instead, they're a band. Yeah. And they're just ready to play tunes. The Money Family Band. Yeah. And she she makes... Come on, get happy. <laughs> she makes a couple of comments. Yeah. But they're very... And look, I don't... Maybe she talks about it. She goes to pieces. I got no idea. Yeah. But it might was be very, trying to keep it together. It's a great night for my dad and for you, the fans. And we're going to keep his music alive for you tonight. It's going to be great. You know, and there was no heart in yeah. what they said or did. No real emotion to me. Later in the show, she says, we're going to keep his music alive tonight and always. And, and I was always, like, Ooh, yeah. what the heck does that mean? <laughs> Please do not. Well, you and I both speculated. They're going to do this as a yearly thing and make it a fundraiser. Oh, and, uh, you know, maybe they'll start booking themselves in fairs. Yeah, the money family. I don't, and, but again, who are we to shit on this? We literally just walked out of a building that had a hologram. Working. Yeah, we spent 120 bucks each to go yeah. see this. So, so they, could make, they could make it any money hologram. Who the fuck knows? Um, so what are they, I forget, you made notes. What they open with? Well, Jesse Money and the band, they they kick in. And uh, so it's three of the Money kids, and then there's a guitar player and a bass player and whatever. And um, Rick Springfield's let us know that his his band is going to be the backing band for most yeah. of the night. And uh, you said, because uh, his his drummer's the drummer on this. Or no, he's not. It's uh, Julian. Julian's there. on this. So uh, Julian then, only plays on two songs and for the night. Dez is there, and then they, they play. Yeah. They open with Baby Hold On. Yep. Baby, hold on. So they play baby, you know, baby, hold on to me. Whatever will be, will be. And look, okay, they're lovely. Uh, they've <laughs> lost their father. Good for them. They probably don't get the chance to play to open to these venues anymore. And so they're going to they're gonna ring out every single drop that they can. But it's just, it, they have zero charisma. They don't have anything. As people or as a band. They don't, when they talk to the, when they address the crowd, it's just no... There's no pizzazz. They're it's not just, comfortable. It's, and they're just dull. They're not... Well, you could say they're not comfortable because their dad is gone, but Yeah, no. there could be reasons why they're not comfortable, but, but, but they're just... They don't got it. But here's another mistake they, they make. They don't got... You know in the movies <laughs> where they go, hey, kid, you got it. <laughs> yeah. The guy would tell these guys, you don't... No. You don't got you it. You ain't got and it. And you're never going to get it. They uh, You're never going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> really? And Vogue's going to drop yep. on him? Uh, this was my, and this is, again, I'm a layman. I'm not a musician. I have friends who are. I'm not a musician. Are, but listening to them, it sounded like they were playing in Eddie's key, and she was singing in Jesse's key, which is, believe it or not, lower than yeah, Eddie's key. It's not good. So it's, it, the band is you know playing, and she's like, baby, hold on to me. And she's doing a lot of tremolo and a lot of yeah. that bullshit. Uh, a lot of that American Idol, like, yeah. like runs. And you're like, this, this song is not a run song, man. It's a fucking rock song. Baby, yeah. hold on to me. Not mm. me. Future's ours to see. Yeah, yeah. And she's doing runs. And 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 uh, run, hold run. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, I extended the song. Hold yeah. on. It wasn't that bad. But right. but but she would throw them in where they didn't belong and her, her voice is deeper than her dad's. It and caused us to turn slowly and look at each other. We did. I and like, I, and again, ooh, I was and th and then do the sound. Ooh. <laughs> and despite what we did to the reality show when we did the, the the watch alongs, as I mentioned, even on that show, I don't want to hate this. I don't no. want to be the guy who's like, "This we, is terrible," because I yeah, hate those. People. I, I have to preface that we we when we did the when we do those uh, 
commentaries on the reality show, we're making fun of the the way the show is put together and the way the show is manufactured. Yes, we we joked a little about the family, like Zach, but. But, you know, we didn't hate the family. Well, we're not trying to be mean-spirited, but also, no, look. I didn't we pay, weren't trying to. We might have been. But I didn't we, pay $120 to hate this. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, not this at This was all. not an ironic watch. No. I was excited about no. a lot of the guys that were going to be there. Absolutely. And I, and I knew that I would have to suffer through some things. Yeah. But it just, it just from the, you know, that opening video kind of tipped me off where I was just like, ooh. Because yeah. I was, you know, I guess I was expecting a heartfelt yeah. appreciation of Eddie Money and I'm getting him acting like a clown in reality show clips. And then his kids come out dry and just go, all right, let's keep my dad's music alive. And, and it, was, it, it was a TV show. We were yeah. at a television show. Yep. That's what we were at. So, so then, they play Baby Hold On to open. So then after that song, we get the Master of Ceremonies comes out. Yes. Now, real quick, let's talk about the, um, the poster. Said Sammy Hagar, Rick Springfield. Uh, but also on the poster, there was plus special guests. Yes. But, so. it, but on the poster was announced was... Uh, uh, John Waite, uh, Mickey Thomas, Kevin Cronin, and Dave Amato from Mario Speedwagon, Greg Kinn, uh, yeah, George Thorogood. Yes. Okay, and then it's and special guests and and special guests. So we're trying to figure out, hey, is it is it Michael Anthony from Van Halen going to be here? No, I'm we're like, not trying to figure that out. You told me he would be there. You definitely, guaranteed it. I have one hundred percent. He's going to be there. And you bet me twenty dollars. Yeah, I show lost twenty dollars. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you can't blow the you can't give it away. You give it the reveal so early. Um, so <laughs> I might lose. So look, I could lose twenty bucks if he doesn't show up. You could. Uh, but we're so the uh, the master of ceremonies comes out to the stage. God, he's so fucking terrible. And this is a lovely gentleman by the name of Louis Anderson. Who we, look, we all know and love. Famous, talented comedian, yeah. been around thirty years. Yep. Playing Vegas his whole life. He was just he, he's had a, a career reprise by being in the show Baskets and playing winning, Zach Galifianakis. An Emmy. Yeah, playing Zach Galifianakis's mom, yeah. or at least nominated. I don't know if he won, but he was certainly nominated. And uh, and and he's fantastic in that show. Mm -hmm. um, and he comes out to host this show. Terrible. <laughs> he literally walks on stage. And, uh, uh, it's great to be here for any money show. Well, he sounds like Ozzy kind of. Um, <laughs> it's all Ozzy tonight. Now, I'm going to say this and again. I'm, I don't mean to sound terrible. I'm a giant fat person myself. <laughs> However, Louis comes out. He might as well be wearing sweatpants. I mean, he's wearing a he's jacket disheveled. that goes past his knees. His hair is like funky. Uh, he's just, and he's just, you know, he's got pasty skin. He just, he yeah. just doesn't look good, no, all right? He doesn't you know, care. No. You know what he looks like? He looks like uh, one of those monsters in the Mucinex commercial. That's what he looks like. He looks like the, <laughs> one of those mucus dudes. One of those guys. Even that guy wears a hat, I think. <laughs> I think so. He looks like a corpuscle. I mean, he's just but that guy. He, and he just, he just, uh, we all love Eddie Money. I always loved him. And on the screen, they put up a picture of him with Eddie Money. Yeah, like recent picture. Like it might have been taken a week ago. And I don't. I mean, and I don't know who looked worse. No, <laughs> it's that bad. Uh, and and he literally goes, "Yeah, Eddie loved me. He loved baskets, and he would tell me how much he loved baskets. You know, when I'm at him, and he just and he so loved food. We both love food. We both love food. Hey, we get our clothes at the big and tall store. You know, when you go in there, you never see anyone who's tall. He does that joke, and he gets a laugh. It's a joke that he's told for fifty years. Well, but because part of me is like, oh my god, he's going to go in. He's now he's going to one of his acts. He's going to do his material. It is very clear to us he's met any money once in his life, right? You know, and or, or and if he, if he met him more than that. 
He didn't take notice of him. No. He didn't remember anything about him except for, oh, yeah, who was that rock star guy who tried to be funny? Right. Because that's uh, that becomes a prevailing theme for the night. Eddie's a clown. Eddie made jokes. Eddie would always keep a ste- steady stream of chatter, and he was so funny all the time. So Louis, literally, his thing is, I met him, and he was so nice, and he loved baskets, you know, and he told me about it. And he was just very, he was just a char- <laughs> a very nice, we all we all love him. And, you know, we loved, uh, he, and he said this, which fucking freaked me out. He goes, you love him, and you hate him, and you love to hate him, and you hate to love him. He's that kind of guy, you know, but he was always funny. It's like, that sounds like a put down. It was. I He, he lost, because again, this whole thing had this veneer of like like of of uh, I don't say unprofessionalism, but they they went into it, it. It's like it's it's the same as the TV shows put together. Yeah, it's a, it's amateur hour currently. Right now, it's amateur hour on stage. If you got an MC for this thing, and granted, he's a comedian, so maybe you're expecting him to get a laugh. He should have a funny Eddie Money anecdote to tell, just one. And tell the story and then go, but you know what? Also, he was a good guy and his family loved him. Because he did say, I'm honored and, and grateful that you, they would ask me to do this. So he kind of he pulled out of the skid. But then he did the joke about big and tall stores and it got a laugh. It did. But then he went, but tonight's not about jokes and it's not about me. Tonight's <laughs> about him. Eddie Money and, and, the, and the Money family. And, uh, and let's, we're, we're excited. So, uh, you know, let's all get ready for a, a tribute to Eddie Money. And he walks off. And then we really don't see him for again, do we? Well, I was going to mention that if you want to, we can talk about it now. He never comes back on stage until the end of the show, but he is off stage occasionally yeah. going, ladies and gentlemen. And he only once, I apologize because first he just went, he would say guys' names. Yeah. Like he, he would just say they're, they're Mickey Thomas. Yes. <laughs> you just hear that from off stage. <laughs> Not comes. ladies and gentlemen, you know him as the, you know, none of that. Nobody None got an intro. No. Mickey Thomas. Yeah, why didn't they give everyone like uh, he had a number one hit for three weeks in a row with We Built This City? I mean, none of that. There was literally none of that for anybody. Nobody got it. Uh, So he leaves the stage. And uh, he leaves the stage. And because he's just coming off stage, we don't get his voice introducing the first guy. No. No, we get another off stage voice. Now, when you guys see this on TV, I imagine that uh, they're going to bring Louis Anderson in to re- introduce everyone they'll do a bunch of looping you know what i mean i I assume so i don't know it can't be amateur hour well because here's what i will tell you truthfully what i believe because we know what tv is like Mm -hmm. and we know what tv producers are like and i think after that disastrous open someone went we can't let him back out there (laughs) i'm not joking maybe i I mean because he had nothing to offer louis they have twinkies over craft service (laughs) Well, I, I, I like that. Yeah, that twanking. He just, he had nothing. Nothing. And, and just nothing. N- no connection to money. No, no connection to, the, to family, the family. And no, and also. No connection to the audience. And no gravitas. You no. are here at a benefit, a memorial show for a rock star. Yeah. You have to have a, you have to say something along the lines of, you know what? 1983, I saw him at the US Festival yeah. or anything. You've got to have some anecdote, even if you fucking make it up. I had the pleasure of meeting him as a fan three times. Yes. So you, I mean, this is going to sound dumb, but you and I could have done a way better job and we don't know the family at all. It's not dumb. Other than to shit on them. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's not dumb. Uh, it, I know what you're, where you're coming from yeah. in a space of nobody knows who the fuck we are. Right. And I think that sometimes, but I will admit, I am in rooms all the time when this shit happens and I just go... I could crush this. I yeah. would crush this if I was up there. And when I say I crush care. this, I don't, I don't mean 
go out and and uh, make up a lot of haha jokes. I'm just talking about the introductions of the band members and the, the a tribute to the man and yeah, yeah. and uh, hello to the family, all that stuff. Easy. Literally, I could just Piece go. You know, in 1983, uh, I was a junior in uh, in high school. My brother was a senior, and this, the album No Control was my brother's senior class's album. Yeah. And you could not go to a party hosted by one of them without hearing it from beginning to end at least Perfect twice. already. That's it. You're done. You, literally, literally, you, just, you just crushed, you just crushed uh, Louis Anderson. Because I have a relationship with the music and the man mm. a little bit. You I've know never I mean? heard any of the music. He liked baskets. This is the first time I've ever heard his music. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, hold on to what? Hey, try to hold on to me. I'm fat. I got Two tickets to the buffet. I need two tickets on the airline, so I take out two seats. Hey, is that song shaking about my belly? (laughs) (laughs) No control. That's me at an all-you-can-eat Chinese restaurant. (laughs) Fuck you, Louis Anderson, you fucking hump. You've ruined this evening already. Okay, so the first... He's the Jesse Money of hosts. I'm going to make air quotes. The first... (laughs) legit singer to take the stage yes. is a special guest. And we just hear a voice. All, just hear this, it. this is our first special guest of the night. Tommy Two-Tone. That's all the guy says. That's all he says. Tommy Two-Tone. And now, th- th- this could be anyone. I I, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't look like the Tommy Two-Tone from the video. It just... Well, we actually, on the way home, we started looking at the ages of these people yes. to see who they are everyone's, and what they're doing. Everyone's within three years of 70. Yes, and Tommy, Tommy Two-Tone is, is, I think, 71, if I remember right, yeah. or 72. We looked it up. But, and he comes out, and uh, you know what? He, he at least dressed for the stage. Again, fucking Louis Anderson is, looks like a hobo. Yeah. But Tommy Two-Tone comes out with a little smart vest, a tie, a little yeah. hat, a little chapeau. Yeah. Also, I, at this point, I still assume that whatever artist comes out is going to sing their hit, and then an Eddie Money song. Yes. That doesn't happen. Um, well, because you're, well, then they play the Eddie Money song, and we're like, all right, well, they're going to sing their own song. And, and first, so we'll hear yeah. this, then we're going to hear uh, uh, Jenny, 8675309. Of course, even though he does not want to do that song ever again for the rest of his life. <laughs> but we don't. We yeah. just hear, and what does he sing? He does, uh, well, I hear the guitar open, and I know it, but I'm like, oh, what is this? And then, because he renders it a bit uh, in, inaudible where you, you can kind of not because he's, yeah, look, Tommy is not in good voice. No, he's trying. And also he's doing a duet with Jesse. Who's trying out there to there's, support him. There's nothing special about this guest. No, this guest is not a special person, no. but, but, but the band is cooking. Yeah. And they're playing Trinidad. Yes. Which I love. Playing. Yes. It's a great song. And, uh, and, and it just, it just, Tommy is, he's not a singer. I mean, he was not, I mean, again, literally Jenny. Jenny, is, Jenny, who yeah. can I turn to? Any karaoke version. That doesn't version, sound like him at all. That was, it was terrible. But any version of, of Jenny, it, you can do. You can go to karaoke and do Jenny and sound yeah. just like Tommy Tuzo. Yep. So, but he he kicks off the night and he comes out and he does Trinidad with Jesse Money. Yeah. Now, oh, let's talk about this too. The first song, you know, Dez is out there and, yeah. and Jesse's out there and Julian Julian's is out there. Julian's out there. And then uh, when Jesse Money finishes that and they bring out Tommy Tutone, new drummer, yeah. Rick Springfield's drummer shows up. Yep. He's, new, he's great. New guitar player shows up. And, uh, and then there's a sax guy. There's, there's yep. other keyboard dude. Yep. But yeah, so now, that we, now we have a professional band on stage. Yes. Nothing against the Money Kids, but these are, you know, and I even speculated to Pat that artists were like, look, I'm not playing with this kid. No offense. I mean, the kid can't keep time or whatever the fuck. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so Tommy Tutone comes out. And and literally just drives a stake through the heart of Trinidad vocally. Because if Julian Money was an amazing fucking drummer, he would have been up there the whole time. Yep. But 
he's not the kid's not good. Well, neither and neither is Dez. Dez is no. Dez is a like a you know three chord rhythm guitarist. Yeah, rhythm guitarist exactly. You know? is so what he is. so which is and and also but also not good enough to even be on stage with the guys for that. You no. know what I mean? No. Uh, so then anyway, so I, so two tone just absolutely fucking elbows Trinidad in the mouth. Yeah, he's just he it's just does not a poor good. job. But but the but the band cooks and it sounds yeah. good musically. Yeah. yeah. So then next is uh oh, we get what? in between the the artists we get testimonials on the screen the oh, two, you, the, it'll oh, go you dark. made a lot of notes I that's did, good yeah. um, you didn't even know we were re- recording this no i just i i just did it because it was interesting to me to find out who was there and what cuz honestly i was going to talk about this on my show you know what i mean no. and you still can uh certainly but not about a depth like this sir no. um so then we get in between the band like you know tommy walks off cuz he does one song all right so that's things we thought we're going to get jenny Ann, and eddie money songs yes he jenny does, and eddie and he does Trinidad. And that's it. And then also, by the way, he doesn't even get on the mic. In the middle of the song, I believe, he goes, Eddie was a good guy. I was in San Francisco. He was always dressed so good. And I was wearing a skinny tie. And he was always very nice to me. And it, Which is, again, thankfully, I'm like, yes. finally, somebody's relating a something tribute, personal. Something yes. that's a tribute. And, uh, and he kind of stammered through it a little bit, you know, but at least he, he took the time in the middle of the song. It was like a song break. And he delivered that. Yes. I wish he would have taken the time to do that before he played the song. Right. Um, it would have given it a little, again, a little more gravitas, a little more importance. But then he, you know, he did it in the middle at least. And then he walked off. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, all right, this is ready. And he leaves. And then it goes dark. Stage goes dark. And then we get uh, a video of Kevin James, who is uh, Kevin James from uh, the King of Queens. Yeah. And Kevin James, because he's a fucking, he has charisma and he's a star, yeah. he literally goes, hey, man, you know, when you have a wedding, uh, you, you know, if, if you're ever singing, uh, it can be really hard. You're really nervous singing in front of a group of people. He goes, and it would have been if I didn't have any money with me. And then they cut to literally his wedding video. He had any money play his wedding. And he sings. Uh, I, I'll I, get the song's called "I'll Get By." It's sings, a great song. The song "I'll Get By," and Eddie's singing on stage, mm-hmm. and he's singing. And then Kevin James walks up and takes a microphone and starts singing. And all of his family goes crazy because yeah. he joins him. And Eddie Money comes right over to him. And also, yep. let's say this: and they're like cheek to cheek almost. Yes, and we've we've seen these clips of Eddie on the reality show where Eddie kind of half-asses songs or whatever, like on stage. But he's Detroit. not in this clip. He kills. He's it. killing. He's, and he's leaning with Kevin James, and they're singing, you know, on two separate microphones. But it's all. But they. Because it was a few years ago when Eddie didn't have to do the Catskills shtick in the middle of a song. Yes. And and he was probably head reverence because it was Kevin James's wedding. Well, they probably paid him $25,000 yeah. to do the wedding, if if not more. Yeah. And uh, and sure enough, he comes over and he's 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 fucking singing with Kevin James. Cool. And also, by the way, Kevin James not bad. In in yeah. he's not he's look for him on the mask singer. <laughs> and he's also playing it straight. Like he's not, you know, vamping it up or anything. Because no. he's kind of serenading his wife it with it. It means something yeah. to him. And Eddie Money sees that it means something to him. So he's singing like he would sing right. and they're it's, singing together. Yeah, it's not like, hey, you know what would be a goof? Let's have Eddie yes. Money play our reception. No, exactly. it was like, I would love to have Eddie Money play our reception. Yeah. And then they, they showed that clip, which is actually from his wedding. Yeah. And then they come back to Kevin James. And he just goes, "Hey, Eddie, I'm gonna miss you. I love you. Thank you. That was that was a really special yeah. moment for me, or whatever." And and then Mike, and, will, I, then Mike and I look at each other, and I go, "Why didn't he emcee this show tonight?" Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin James, he um, would have. But what was funny was in the video again, and I don't mean to be nitpicky. You do. He's wearing a backwards baseball hat <laughs> and being filmed on an iPhone, which right. is okay. But if Access TV is doing this fucking thing, send a send fucking a crew, crew over there, to go film wherever the dude. these people are, because there's lots of testimonials throughout the night. Yes, all filmed with phones. They're and, all filmed with phones, and, and all filmed in portrait. 
or, yeah. or in a uh, yeah portrait, unless not landscape, it's, unless it's a band. But it drove me well, only a couple of them did it right. Yeah, and I was just like, why the fuck does nobody know to do landscape? What is your problem? Yeah, it's how the it's how a film looks. Yeah, so we get Kevin James as the first one. You know, nowadays you can make a feature film with your iPhone. Uh, that's what I've heard. Well, Owen Smith, our good friend, filmed his comedy special with a bunch of iPhones. I thought that was a great All idea. Right, that is a good idea. Um, because he gave up. Well, because he had like fifty in the audience. Yeah. So then he then they edited it together the cool. footage. Um, and you can make a movie, whatever the fuck, that's fine, but take your backwards baseball hat off. Uh, so then the lights are down and then the screen ends and people clap or whatever. And then, uh, lights come up and what do we hear? Snooki Thomas! <laughs> just from off, off stage. From off stage, just Louis with food, obviously food in his mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know about that. Snooki Thomas! He but li- it's not like, ladies and gentlemen, from, from Jefferson Starship and Starship, Nicky yes, Thomas. But what it's missing Multi-million is, dollar, uh, whatever. What you're missing is you're missing Louis Anderson, a host. You're missing a host with class. Come walk out. Walk on stage and go, wow. He played Kevin James's wedding. How amazing is yes, that? Yes, yeah. Um, or even to even to usher off the act before, like, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Tommy Tutone. Yep. None of that. None of it. Just they're just it's call and response. And because they're filming a TV show, we don't have a lot of we don't have time for that. Right. But but for fuck the, you for the, I, I, for the live audience. But nobody give us bought a, that. Yeah, nobody bought a ticket to see a TV show. Uh-uh. We we came to see a benefit tribute show to a guy people in the audience yeah. love. Give us that as it, it, give us that as the live for the live audience. It's going to make your show flow better. Yes. And what you're filming is going to be a better show when you run it on television. And, and this will sound television. You know, it's for for the family, mm-hmm. uh, but also for the fans. This is yeah. supposed to be a cathartic experience. Right. Because they, a lot of people have, you know, I, I, we, we've talked about it before. Like when I was at Bob Seger and we were talking and that woman turned around and fucking gave us the death stare and was like, hey, will you guys stop talking because we were making fun of shit. Right. And in my head I went, yeah, no fucking kidding. Because we, that was the, that was this revelatory moment for me because we'll go and we'll fuck around and yeah. joke around. But I went, yeah, but literally this woman may have waited five years and she made a wait, sitter. Waited 20 years. Yes. And she's got a sitter and she made money and she came to the forum to go see Bob Seger. And this could be her fucking Beatles. Who the fuck knows? And my fat head is ruining it behind her? <laughs> fuck that shit. So we're that's making why. fun of the saxophone's hair? Yeah. Saxophone this, player's hair right. or whatever we want. And so this is cathartic for fans who yeah. might. Eddie Money is somebody's Beatles. Yeah. In that room. And they love him. And uh, and and it, there was no. They didn't cater to that fan. No. They made it just a show. It was so weird. So. So then Mickey we, Thomas. Mickey com- Thomas! Now Mickey Thomas comes out. He's got. Uh, Still got the curly hair and he's got a beard. It's gray, gray hair, gray beard, uh, sports coat. He looks great. He does. Jeans. He and he's another fanta- one who's 70. Yeah, and he looks fantastic. Yes. And he sings Walk on Water, uh, which, is, which is a good song for him to sing. Yes. And he, uh, he's, you know, he tells, he's, he's like, all right, you know, this is for Eddie. And, uh, you know, Eddie's a great friend and a great songwriter and stuff. Let's, let's, we whatever. go way back, all that stuff, San yeah. Francisco, San whatever Francisco, it is. San Francisco, exactly. And then he's like, let's do Walk on Water. And then the band kicks in, and, uh, and now Springfield's guitarist is on stage. Yes, who's fucking great. Yeah, and uh, and it's great. It's it's because again, Mickey Thomas is in solid voice. He's a professional. Yes, and he he even throws out some tributes in the middle. You know, he's talking yeah. and singing, and he's singing and killing it. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this: there was a fucking dude. This is what, all of a sudden this dude in the front row stands up, and uh, there's people in the front row went fine, but this dude he was a big dude, he's probably like six yeah. five, and he starts holding up a sign. Uh, the, the sign that said Sammy Hagar on one side and then it said yeah. his, his, whatever, his special notice. But then his girlfriend was standing up and she was waving at Mickey Thomas. And Mickey yeah. Thomas was kind of playing to the right. front. 
But then the guy stood up and he's pointing at his girlfriend, pointing at his girlfriend, waving Mickey Thomas over, and he's pointing. What's he want Mickey Thomas to do? Well, but that's but that's what I mean. I'm like, we know it's your girlfriend, buddy. We know who you're fucking. That's fine. But you know, Mickey Thomas is like, hey man, I'm Mickey fucking Thomas. Do you know how much high rent pussy I've been through in my fucking life? I'm gonna come say hi to your fucking girlfriend. But that's what the guy wanted. He's like, I built this city. <laughs> I'm fucking rock and roll, man. <laughs> But that's what he's waiting for. He's yeah. waiting for him to come over because he's pointing at his girlfriend like, yeah. It's no a sh- tribute show for a guy who died. Leave the fucking... <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, Security. Yeah. But he's pointing at his girlfriend like, Mickey, come talk to her. Come oh talk to her and pointing God, at her. It's and terrible. you can see like in the audience, people are just like, sit the fuck down. Yeah, it's stooge. not about you or her. Because again, he, the guy's a stooge. She was like a hot 45-year-old chick and this guy was obviously trying to show her off because mm-hmm. she was wearing a low-cut dress and it's just like, man, get the... Again, like I said, Mickey Mickey Thomas is fucked better. He's, he's <laughs> Literally stepped, he'd step on your wife's head to go fuck better pussy. Get <laughs> off him. It's it just crazy. Uh, so uh, so he kills it. He's good. Yeah. And then uh, then uh, do we get an intro for the next person? Well, we get another we get another video. Oh, that's right. Who is it? Uh, uh, hey, an unbelievably exhausted looking Joan Jet. <laughs> she yes, it, it looks in like portrait she, in her kitchen. It looks like she just played a five-hour show. It really does. I, uh, to the point where I didn't know it was her. This is Joan Jett. And I wasn't alone because the crowd didn't know it was her until she said, hey, you know, um, it's a tough Joan time Jett. for all of us. Uh, I'm Joan Jett. And then they cheer. Yeah. Because they didn't recognize oh. her because she did not look like fucking Joan Jett. I thought that was Eddie Money's maid. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, you know what she really looked like was she looked like uh, like I thought it would be like a Patty Smith or just like an old punkard. I mean, that's what she really yeah. looked because her hair and the way it was looked. But she does good tribute. She's very somber. Yes. And, uh, and a little sluggish, but she yeah. she definitely verbalizes. But I will say this. The, the patina in a lot of these uh, the, these things was, he's a great songwriter and a great producer and he was a great artist and we love you, Eddie. And I'm like, eh, producer? I, I, I mean, You know what I mean? Like you're this weird thing where you're like, all right, I, I understand you're I saying good get, things. I think he did get some... Producer credits on some of his later albums, which is fine, but but it just it just it seemed like again they were a it seemed lot like of, they were just like piling on the compliments a lot and piling singer on songwriter is and performer that's all you need a lot less compliments saying good things about somebody because they've passed and also n- not heartfelt like I don't yeah. I didn't I, I never really got the the vibe that Joan Jed and Eddie Money were having dinner or we hanging did some out. shows together that a lot of that so which is fine so Joan Jed she gets he through, was always a good guy joking so funny all the funny time funny always which is fine and that's and Joan Jett does Make her you thing feel good. she's very tired in her kitchen very sleepy and, and, and you think to yourself well that's enough certainly for Joan and I'm glad she made the effort and then <laughs> out of nowhere we just walk lurking like lurking the way like Donald Trump did at the uh, at the um, when he debated debate. Hillary yeah. and he just all of a sudden appeared behind her this Peter Bogdanovich looking <laughs> motherfucker comes out of nowhere Peter man. Bogdanovich has been right in the studio okay keep <laughs> he, going yes he literally just emerges from another yeah. room and I don't know and this guy's name. Kenny Laguna. He, okay. and, but here's how he introduces himself. Hey, um, this is Kenny. I'm Joan Jett's partner. No. Uh, Kenny Laguna. I'm Joan Jett's r- writing partner. Writing partner. Yeah. All right. And I'm like, well, what, who the fuck are you? And then he Which gives, one of the cover songs did you write? And he, he then... Just tell, and and I and I look. By the way, as he is ti- her longtime manager producer, fine, I, okay. But as tired and sluggish, and perhaps a little older than I thought Joan Jett is, as she looked mm-hmm. when this dude walks in, she <laughs> looks like a fucking cheerleader. Hey, She's eighteen again. Whoa, my God, that dude. <laughs> he he is just. He is a thermos He's, of cold coffee. And she's like, here's what happened. She said, "Hey, I have to make that Eddie Money tribute video now. They need it by tomorrow." 
And he just said, oh, I'll be in it with you. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? He just, and, or maybe again, he didn't even say, maybe he just appeared, but it was, it was. <laughs> yes. And I will tell you this, if somehow in the future, I'm going to say a hundred years in the future, mm-hmm. if this, if this species exists still and uh, the printed word is gone, there mm-hmm. are no more books yeah. and everything is relied upon for video. If you ever go to a library or any sort of mm-hmm. institution where they hold records and you look up the word <laughs> joyless. <laughs> They will play this video. <laughs> it was so unbelievably bad. Where she, because she was bad enough. She, she was, was having bad a, enough. But she looked like just. But she maybe, to get the maybe bed. you could almost get by with her. Yes. She's really distraught. You know why? Because she's Joan fucking Jet. Yes. And you care about her. But put it this way: Kenny Laguna appearing in the video would have got got the same response as Mike and I would have got if we were hosting the show tonight. No doubt. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it, just, everyone's like, who the who fuck? The, what, what the fuck? Yeah. And also, again, this dude, like Joan Jett at least is Joan Jett rock yeah. star. This guy steps in to frame like he's there to sell Joan Jett shoes. I mean, he, he could not be he more looks like, touch. He, like, and he doesn't look like an he doesn't look like an older rock star. He no. looks like grandpa. Yes, he looks like an old his pants are pulled up like over his navel. <laughs> He truly, that's what I meant. He's he looked got, like a Peter Bogdanovich. man boobs coming yeah. through this tight, the shirt's too tight, just, sweater. Just a fucking. Comb over, glasses. Pile of canned green beans. Just yeah. fucking bland it's and like awful. De Niro, bald. De Niro at the end of um, The Irishman. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's no zip. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was so, so then we come back to the live entertainment. He, he looked like, they do the, you know, that trick they do with the CGI and yeah. the Irishman. It looks like they uh, aged, aged up a plate of liver and onions. <laughs> that's what this fucking guy. I looked like so, so who's next who comes so, out next all right so then you just hear uh john way <laughs> from our friend louis off camera who now his producer told him not to come on anymore ladies and maybe men here comes john Waite. he looks fi- if you thought mickey thomas looked good well, John Mickey Wade, Thomas, Mickey Thomas looked good and age appropriate. Yes, you know he wasn't John wearing some sloppy Wade shirt. Looks um, youthful, thin, full head of hair, dressed appropriately, has a cool hat on. And and, 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 and let's he, say this: he's uh, he's seventy. Yeah. So John Waite may he may be because there was not a gray strand. No. Okay. So he dies it, but he yeah, gets but, he can get away with it. All right, but also, but he gets it professionally done. Yes. He's not doing it in his fucking house. No. No. Well, you know, like Harrison Ford in The Fugitive. I mean, he's he he his hair looked natural. It, it looked, looked amazing. He looked amazing. It was, I cannot stress enough. He walked out, and I'm like. Is this guy like? Does he have a time machine or a cryo chamber? Unbelievable. Yes. And and and, he, and also he's wearing a hat. Yeah. So in your head, you're like, well, obviously up top, there's a mess. You know what I mean? It's like, this must be a weave or something. No, because then he takes, then he takes it the off mid-performance. And, like, oh. and then they put, up, they put up a great photo of him with Eddie yeah. up on the thing. You know, yeah. uh, with his arm. And it's a later photo because Eddie, Eddie looks ill. Yeah. And, um, and what does John sing? Well, John also looks fucking incredible, too. Yes. Well, also the band's going. There's just a guy with an acoustic guitar yes. up there. And uh, John sings a song. And I'm, I'm assuming this is the name. Uh, oh, sa- oh, save a little room in your heart. Save a little for place me. in your heart for so, me. Save a little room, room in your okay. heart for me. And he acoustically. And so he, it's just him and a guitar. And he kills it. That's I wouldn't even that's not strong enough. He he destroys the room. Yes. The, John Wade is in the top three performances of the night. Oh, there's no doubt. Without for, a doubt. For me, top two. For me, kills, clearly top yes, two. Yes. He he destroys it. Um, I cried. I, I teared up because the words to the song, if you hear them, if you read them, and you know that he's doing a tribute to a gentleman who's passed away, 
and and he's his he's in such fine voice he is so talented and emotional he takes a song and interprets it in a way where you feel it you fucking felt it you know what i mean he wasn't just coming out and and, bla- and nothing against mickey thomas again mickey thomas shows walk on water which is a happy celebratory right. type of song uh and there's pl- a place for that too at a wake but this was this was a song that felt like it matched finally for the first time uh, uh, the entire night yeah we're and, getting and, something that matches the mood and the tone of what we're supposed to be in the room for. And he and he interprets the song in his own style, but the, I mean the, the lyrics are, are just you know some people have all the luck somehow. Seems they found someone to really love, but for me it just don't seem to work out. No how in this world of push and shove. Save a little room in your heart for me. Save my pictures with your memories. It's a very appropriate song yes. for a tribute to someone who's passed. And he's singing this. And I, will, I again, I cannot stress this enough. He sounds like he sounded in 1983. Because he's also, he's not trying to fucking stretch or hit the, he's not hitting super high notes. No. He's singing in John Waite's register. Yeah. And interpreting the song in an emotional way. And then about a third of the way through the song, he turns around and he sees the picture on the big screen and he kind of looks at it and he, his shoulders kind of slump a little bit, almost like, wow, look at that. And he turns around to the crowd and he just puts his hand up to sh- at the picture. Like, 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 look at that. Look at us. And he takes the hat off then. And then he's singing with the hat in hand and the microphone in the other. And he puts the hat over his heart as he's singing certain parts. Yeah. Yep. And then he puts the hat back on. And then he turns and looks at the picture again and sings to the photograph. And it's, it a, was, it's not a phony performance. no. It's it's real, yeah. And, and this is a song from Eddie's first album, which Eddie wrote himself. This has this is not Eddie in writing with someone else. This is an Eddie Money, uh, this original. is an Eddie Money original, yeah, written by the man and the Money Man. He he takes you back to that first album and just and just he makes you feel everything you wanted to feel tonight. It was so good. It was I couldn't. And I looked at, at Pat. I just went. That's I can't believe that yeah, just happened. Fantastic. It was really good. Fantastic. So and and uh, just I mean I have an I wrote an asterisk and I just wrote incredible in parentheses because it was it was really it was moving. It was perfect and uh, and just a fantastic. It, it, let's put it this way: if any money was in a box, like if this was like the Kennedy Center <laughs> Honors, yeah, well, I guess he's in a box. But I mean, uh, if he's up in a balcony, yeah, watching this, he cries. he cries. He's crying, and because someone took something of his. And and made it art, even even more art than he had made it, you know. And, but there was also joy in his performance oh too. Yeah, he yeah. was he was feeling the crowd. Also, um, should I jump ahead to uh, like after outside? Sure. So after after uh, after we went um, back to where the artist exit, we 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 only hung out for a little bit. But yeah, John, Pat, Pat didn't bring anything. To I didn't bring anything. To I'm not that guy. And I even said, I go, do you want to go around back? And he's oh, maybe for a minute to see if anybody bops out. But I don't. But, uh, but John Wade comes out. And he is signing everything, talking with everyone, selfies, pictures, arms around people. Posing for pictures, but also posing for people if they have selfies, holding the phone for them. Everything. Could not have been more gracious or nice. And he's got a wife or girlfriend yep. there with him who with beaming, but a yep. huge smile beaming yep. because you know what? Everybody loves my guy. Yeah. So great. And every time I've met him as a fan, that's how he was. Yeah. And when he did the that. show, he was, he, you and know. And that's how just, he was. Yeah, he was terrific. fantastic. Ugh. So, I can't stress it enough. It was really fantastic. Yeah. So you're well. You'll get to see it unless Access Hollywood chooses to edit that. Well, you can probably go to YouTube right now and see it. Everybody yeah. was filming everything. Yeah, so. we filmed it. They're probably on my Facebook page. So what's <laughs> it going? Might on? be. What's uh, next? All right. So he so he finishes, and then the, the lights go down, and we get a new uh, a new tribute Ooh, from somebody. Who's this? We do. Um, 
Well, we get a lovely and talented gentleman from the Bay Area by the name of Huey Lewis. And Huey Lewis says, uh, he, he even, you know, people clap crazy because yeah, yeah. they see people, him on the yeah. screen. Because, I mean, he's recognizable because he yes. still looks like Huey Lewis. Although he's morphing into Harrison Ford. Yeah, uh, but he, he just looks amazing. Got some big glasses on. Yeah. But he, did, he says uh, that he would have been there, but he's in Europe. Yeah. He said, I had to be in Europe, but I am there in spirit. And then he tells a gr- just great stories. He's yeah. like, you know, when uh, Eddie played San Francisco all over the place and, you know, Bill Graham would hook us up. So we would open for him all the time and he would give us pointers and talk to us and be super, he was like really nice to us all the time. And then we were lucky enough to get some hit records and he was the first guy to call us and he was the happiest guy we knew. He was so happy for us. He had treated us so well beforehand and then to see us be successful, I think he felt that he was part of that success. Yeah. It was just a great story. Perfect. And How uh, was it filmed, Mike? Was it filmed uh, the correct way? Uh, it's filmed in portrait. Everything's filmed in portrait <laughs> uh, so far. But um, although Kevin James was not, Kevin James was, yeah. was correct. He's but, from uh, television. But but also Huey's in a driveway somewhere. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and just, for him to take the lit- time. It's just literally shot in front of wherever. Yes. And then he even says, you're going to have a great night of music tonight and a great night of performances. And I do wish I could be there, but mm-hmm. I can't. But I'm absolutely there in spirit. Yeah. And we miss you, Eddie. And if you come in after Tommy Two-Tone, he's great. <laughs> and we'll be fine if you come in after two, uh, Tommy Two-Tone. Um, I apologize. I uh, That came after... Uh, but we'll just, so anyway, after John Waite uh, finishes, I believe we, I think we got Huey Lewis mm-hmm. and then all, all of a sudden, um, a guy runs on stage and just goes, Hey, I'm Steve Wozniak. <laughs> and that's who it was. And I immediately knew what he was going to talk about because Eddie Money played the Us Festival. Yes. And so he tells a, he tells a big long tale about Eddie yeah. and the Us Festival and how they were doing this the first ever link up between Russia and the U S that was two way. It wasn't one way. And he basically, Eddie was the first Eddie money is the first American act to ever be seen in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. And via, and, via this way. Yes. And, uh, and he, and then they get up, then we get a video clip of the us festival of the us festival of Eddie singing, uh, bring me some water, bring me some water. And then he goes, and then he says, give him some water, Bill. And then, uh, Bill Graham obviously tells him to turn the hoses on the people. Yeah, and, and they did. And it was great. Yeah, it was cool. It was a really cool clip. And, 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 then, uh, and this is what I'm there for. Again, and I want... And we yelled, was. <laughs> we did. We chanted it. Was. 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 Uh, but Wozniak, it was just, but that was kind of, that's, so that's special guest number two. Yeah. Someone we're not expecting. He runs out and gives a little speech. Yeah. Um, and, and also, uh, again, just obviously an incredibly intelligent person because he spoke well. Yeah. And he, he told the story. He went a little long, maybe, but mm-hmm. still great. Uh, good to see him, and just and also, I liked his appearance because it brings you the breadth of Eddie Money. Yeah, uh, you know because Wozniak had him at the US Festival, and he ma- remained friends with Eddie Money. Yeah, um, and and so that was that was neat. I thought so. Uh, Wozniak is done, and then uh, you know the the band comes back out, and uh, and we we just hear uh, w- w- actually they didn't even announce him. Um, oh no, bullshit! They did because he doesn't he did he missed his cue. Uh, we just hear Greg Ken, <laughs> and uh, and he Greg, doesn't come out. No, no, Jesse's out there. Yeah, and we're waiting. We're Should waiting we for Greg Ken, and uh, and then someone's like, "Oh, I." Uh, uh, Someone said, "Is Greg here?" And I heard, "Uh, uh, 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 uh." uh. <laughs> oh, and there's something else we forgot. When Mickey Thomas came out, the band wasn't ready. Yeah, and Mickey Thomas is walking around. He's looking at the keyboard guy, and he looks at the drummer, and he goes, "Hey." Should I tell a story? I can tell a story. And in my mind, I'm like, yes, yes. Tell a goddamn something. story. But he didn't. Then they got their shit together and he wanted to play in the song. So Greg Kinn just kind of wanders out of the back with a guitar. Yeah. 
and uh, Jesse Money comes back out with her tambourine, mm. and uh, and then Eddie, and then Greg Kinn. And Greg Kinn is a is I would say he's probably the guy that's closest in personality to Eddie Money. Yes, on the stage. Yeah, and he even talks about how is he the one who says that they were borscht belt comedian? No, that's somebody else. It's later on. That was in a video. Um, but yeah, so he he then they play a song I was very happy to hear. Uh, no control, no control, or as I call it, no kin troll. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, and then you know, Greg takes the lead on that. And, and again, um, at this point, we know that, that these artists are not going to sing any of their own songs. Oh it's yeah, all Eddie, it's all Eddie songs. They all, and and that's also we even and just and one now each. We really know that this is a TV yep, show. One each. And I looked at Pat and I go, dude, we're going to be out here by nine thirty. Yeah, they're going to fucking wrap this up by nine thirty. And he did a he did a formidable job with no control. It wasn't great. The band carried it. Yeah. The band, the music sounded great. Yeah. But also that is a that's a rough song to try to do. Yep. Because that that because that's an Eddie Money emoting song. Yeah. It wasn't just you know because he he tossed stuff a lot of stuff. But in that song he's like she says I'm okay. You might say I'm alright. Yeah. You know he's really Eddie singing. Money is a fantastic singer. Yes, and he's really singing that song. And he's a great songwriter. Yes. So so for Greg Kinn, uh, it's it's a hard it's it's just a hard set. It's hard. I mean, it's hard yeah. for him to do. But he you know he did what he could yeah. and and made it work. Um. So then he finishes his deal. And then uh, lights go down, and we get a uh, another video. Hey, this is Steve Guitar Miller. And first of all, a puff of smoke. He came out of smoke. He's wearing a hat and sunglasses. It's like he took a drag of a smoke and then blew it, and yeah, it yeah. just it was great. I mean, but I'm, that's fucking rock and roll to me. I'm like, yeah. I'm on board with that stuff. And then he's in the back, and he's telling the story of uh, we were in the Bay Area, and we all hung out together, you know. And then the, uh, who's the founding member of the Steve Miller band with him? I forgot. He says the Lonnie guy's name. Turner and Gary Mallory on drums. I'm we, saying his name yeah, wrong. Yeah, he might have said Ronnie Turner, but he's like Lonnie. Yeah, you it's know. Lonnie. Oh, Lonnie Turner. And he's like, yeah. He goes, you know, we knew he knew Eddie, and we knew him, and we play all over town together, and then. Uh, we just—he was just a sweetheart of a guy, and he's always trying to make you laugh. And you know, we'd do shows together. He'd come in the back and just—he'd be chatterbox, you know. And we wouldn't know what to do with him. Uh, and because again, Steve Miller's a pill, so I'm like, I'm like, all right, he's gonna fucking bury. All of a sudden, he's gonna say some shitty things about Eddie Money. Uh, but instead, he just—he just, he just yeah. says, you know, the songs you won't forget. And he, again, again, the same platitudes, yes. the same type of thing. Nothing real heartfelt. But certainly platitudes where he's at least saying, "Hey, he's great songwriting this, that, and the other," and uh, and it was cool. Again, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. fucking Steve Miller, and the place w- yeah. w- really clapped when he said, "Yeah, it's Steve Guitar Miller," which was really cool. Now we're gonna take a pause because oh, we, we cannot forget. We gotta move into your boy. Cannot forget oh, that uh, we are we are doing a track <laughs> by track of Ordinary Man. By the way, this this uh, people will know by this is gonna be. I'm telling you, Mike, this is gonna be a bonus episode. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So the, all this talking is fine. Well, We're good. But all this talking should be fine. No, no, but I'm saying normally it's like a little talk, music, a little talk, music, and we're we're doing a lot of talking and which is fine. It's great. People love it. All right. Well, I mean, I, I all right. No, I'm talking about the format of this show. Well, right now, I, should I right, shut up and hurry up? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Okay, I'm okay. I'm saying I'm <laughs> saying the format of your show and my show has melded for this bonus episode. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing is I just kind of talk till I'm done. It's good. People right. love it. You're People nice. love the yacht rock episode where Mike and I, uh, Mike Siegel and I want to have you back to sit in on our Southern Fried Rock episode. Oh, I, I'm you know, I'm always available. I would I love know. that. Certainly. Here we go. Now. We're at track seven of 11. The blizzard. <laughs> it's not the blizzard. You wish it was. Damn it's right. Ordinary Man. This song is called Today is the End. Oh, Jesus. So what is this about? I don't uh, Is it the prequel to Under the Graveyard, perhaps? <laughs> uh, today is the end. Again, it's more, I honestly, with the theme of this album and all the songs, yep. uh, it's him deciding whether or not to kill himself. Is it a ballad? Yeah. But, or but is not, it mid-tempo? 
I, that'd be even worse, right? All right. No, it's gonna it's gonna be your typical Aussie, you know, sadness. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sad. Yep. All right, here we go. Today is the end. Ozzy Osbourne. This better kick in somewhere. This is terrible. There's nothing for me to grab hold of in that. No, just talking about the apocalypse or whatever. I don't like any of that. No, that's not good. And again, I'm not, I'm. <laughs> I am not one of these guys who wants to hate everything. I'm really not because I am so frustrated by the culture that makes fun of everything, every Oscar speech, every. Ugh, but 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 the that, Oscars. That is, well, because everybody's dunking on everybody and everybody's making fun of everybody. Ugh, and everybody gets their the quip. Super Bowl halftime show. That's I, that's what I mean. Ugh, it's just this thing, new Coke because every <laughs> everybody jumps in with their thing, and and mm-hmm. we can all have opinions and stuff. But I, I and I look. I don't Ugh. want to dislike things. I'm not fucking trying, Tide Pods. I, I'm not trying to be funny. I, this is my opinion, and it, that stunk. It just stunk. That was this bad. stinks. All of this stinks. That was I pretty bad because he's again. This is a 71 year old man. You're shot. You're brain addled. You know what I mean? You just you just got a head full of powder. It's he, fucked. He should have called this ordinary album. <laughs> Yeah, this is just, you know, again, that thing, plug and play. Hey, let, let's get, uh, Daddy! We'll do her voice. Daddy! Let's get Elton John. We're going to plug in the amps and you're going to come emote. And tell her we're going to get Elton John, we're going to get Slash. EJ's Slash. here. <laughs> Slash is coming. He's a diva. Slash is down here and so is Duff. <laughs> Chad Smith is on drums. Yeah, like he doesn't, I mean, he he knows people, I'm sure, and he says hi, or but he's just... At this point, you're just you're just pointing him in the right direction, and he does what he does, and then he goes back into his box. I, I don't, and I and it's terrible. I just think it's like at this point, it's exploit exploitation because who, if you're a hardcore fan and you love, like you know, bark at the moon and fucking uh, ultimate sin, you know the the that's the ultimate sin. What's the werewolf song? Is that bark? That's bark at the moon. The moon. Um, but I'm, I'm, um, what was the song with the video with the chick in the billboard? It's, it was the song off of Ultimate Sin. It was the first single. Oh, Shot in the Dark. That song. That's a, that song's ridiculously that song's good. Great. Yeah. And it's like, if you remember those, and then you hear this stuff, you're just going, oh, man. Well, Mike, let's calm down now. Calm down a little bit. Let me tell you what the next song title is. And I know I've outgrown this stuff, and I get, get it. Ready. Maybe that's just get me. ready. Are you ready? I am. Now, first of all, I'm going to tell you that Tom Morello plays guitar on this well, song. Well, we need to hear the solo then. Okay. And this song is called... Scary little green man. What do you think? I think it's just exactly about aliens. No. No? What do you think it's about? It's about the guy who lives in his head. You don't think? Maybe it's the Musinex guy. (laughs) This song is about Louis Anderson. Okay, here we go. Scary little green man. 
Is this song eight? Song eight. It can't end quick enough. Right. Finally, a pulse. Um, this would be the third one I like. A song with a well, I mean, I that opening's garbage, but once the music yeah. kicks in, it's I like, like All right, one, cool. two, and eight so far. All right, that that song had a pulse at least, and I bet yeah. Morello's solo is ridiculous. We got it. We just did seven and eight. Let's do nine, and then we'll go uh, chatty chat chat, and we'll come back for the last two. You ready? Yes, sir. Ready for the title? I am. Holy for tonight. What does that mean? I, I don't know. I don't, that one I can't. I can't, can't decipher my, that one. I can't either. Holy for tonight. Here we go. Ooh, in the headphones, it's weird, isn't it? Yes. I do. got nothing to say. No. Don't know how it started, but I know just how it ends. Pray for me, Father, cause I'm running out of friends. I'm running out of time forever. What a fucking mope. Someone that they won't remember. Oh, poor Ozzy. Who are you? It's gonna be a lonely night. It's gonna be a long and lonely night. Oh. Want to have Ozzy that, over to the party? Oh, well, I'm just saying that's sonically interesting yeah. at least. It's tough. It's each song's wearing us down a little bit to where we don't even want to give it a shake. Well, well, the the that backing vocal thing was interesting at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but also, oh oh, you're lonely. Well, at least you don't have to be cold. Why don't you throw another million dollars in the fire? I mean, it, it's like. <laughs> I can't feel bad for you, dude. I, yeah. And it's like Drake. I know you're not a Drake guy, but in all of Drake's songs, his woman is cheating on him. 
dude, if you've got $75 million in the bank and all your girls are going out on you, there's a bigger problem and an issue here. Yeah. I, I don't, and then you write songs about it. You're just like, all right, buddy, you might want to fucking figure out the fucking deal here. Um, whenever they write anything that's, it's just so ridiculously wrong or out of yeah. touch. You're like, whatever the fuck, you know? And, and that's just Drake. Well, but Benazi, it's the same. That's the same nonsense. Drakey Drake born. <laughs> Who's next at the Eddie Money Tribute, Mike? Right. What do we so, got? So uh, we saw, uh, as you know, or, as we last left our heroes, <laughs> we we heard Greg can tra- Greg can bust through no control. Control. Yes, he did. K I H N. Um, troll. Yes, and then we get a uh, promo video for uh, Eddie Money's new song. And they play the whole song. They play the entire, entire song. song. Brand new day. The entire thing. And then I joke that, oh, at the end it's going to say available uh, in record stores June, whatever. And that's exactly what happens. May 10th, on sale May 10th. Pre-order right now at eddiemoney.com. But it said next week, May 10th. That was the same ad they ran last year when we watched the reality show, dude. They didn't change it. No. so It's February, dude. They just pushed it a year. Yes. All right. But no, but it's the same. I don't think it'll come out May 10th. I'm oh, telling you, they just they just wanted to play the song. I actually checked to see if it wasn't released right now, but Okay. Yeah, it's but it's He's got again, an album in the can. He's got to release it, right? Well, uh, but is it an album or just that fucking song? No, he had a whole album. Ugh. So it was awful. Whatever. It was it was just not uh, good. Do you think so. you would like the new Eddie Money album better than you like the new Ozzy Osbourne? Album? <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. I will tell you this. No, uh, just because I do like aggression, and I don't think Eddie's gonna. But I also like. <laughs> I like a jangly pop. You know what I mean. So so I I might like, but it, but again, Eddie Money's song that. The words in it hurt. It it hurt me how legit because at least Ozzy's writing from a point of view that he's he's crazy or whatever the fuck. But any money is literally like uh, you know I had a dog and I wrote a blog. You know what I mean? Like the, anything that rhymed, he just fucking jotted it on a cocktail napkin someday, and then he went <laughs> and, in and took it into the studio. Somebody arranged it and lay it down. Yeah, yeah. And it, so that's to me that just sounds like you're like these are again these are seventy year old men who've written lots and lots of great songs. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being dead. I, this is one of the things like when the Van Halen fans, when they freak the fuck out and they're mad at Eddie because he won't fucking tour, he won't go do stuff, whatever. And aside from his health issues, they always get mad. They're like, oh, fucking Eddie, what the fuck, man? You know, oh, yeah, Dave, get out there, man. Play those fucking songs. You know, Eddie forgot the fans. Just put the records on. Well, well but, but, but maybe Eddie doesn't have anything else to say. Maybe Eddie can't write more albums because he went, you know what? I wrote my 10 masterpieces. You know, you, you can't just churn garbage out because right. then you're here at one in the morning listening to Ozzy sing the same shit we listened to 15 years ago. I so wanted it to be good. And and you can't hold these guys. To, you know, creativity comes and goes. There's ebbs and flows and you can't, you know. Oh, it just, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it just does. It really. Yeah. So that's why I respect Eddie because, look, Eddie could cash grab the shit out of everybody. You don't think he could just put out some fucking junky album sure. and fucking wail on it and tap, and then everybody's going to buy it? <laughs> wail on it and tap. Seriously. I they, agree. They, you know, there are guys who would buy it in an instant. And also, he made a different kind of truth. He made a masterpiece. Yeah. And what did they do? Oh, man, he stripped his old songs. Oh, this is zero off the, the solo album, yeah. and then this is this, and this is from the Wildlife soundtrack. Yes, he still wrote all that fucking music. <laughs> He just repurposed you it. You guys wanted it. Here it is. Eddie's out of fucking ideas. I can't believe he had to use his old scraps, his old music. Fuck you, man. What's uh? Now, you would think that Eddie Van Halen was coming out next on stage. He is that not. doesn't happen. No, he was not. Who's next on stage, Mike? 
Uh, well, I was actually surprised that this guy was able to come out because we clearly he was in the back, and uh, and we know he was having one bourbon, <laughs> one scotch, one scotch, and probably one beer. And no one knew about it because he drinks alone. <laughs> He does. They had to go find him. He was in a fucking room somewhere. So it's George Thurgood. He comes out and and I see, because I just met this gentleman a few weeks ago, uh, Wadi Wachtel also comes out, but they don't even introduce Wadi Wachtel. No. They don't say anything about him. He's just he's a mercenary. He's a hard gun, man. Yeah. He's just a side guy. Yeah, he's 50 bucks. Play with me tonight. I think probably more than 50. He has we 75 looked up, bucks. We looked up Wadi Wachtel's net worth. He's doing fine. <laughs> So, uh, so George Thurgood comes out, and and again, these guys are all old. They're all seventy yeah. or whatever. So they're certainly not going to like their album covers. No, but but George Thurgood, look, he just he looks like Mojo Nixon was in a donut eating contest. <laughs> he's just he's just got this kind of barrel gut behind this giant no no tone at all, no no muscle tone his, at all. His hair combed down his forehead in front of his, and he just he he looked a bit. I don't know, kind of like an ape. I mean, he just looked yeah, weird, looked, right? Yeah, like he rolled out of a trailer. Yeah, no doubt. And and just, now look, we should both say this. We hate George Thurgood. Yeah, I, I, I don't like is, him. Never liked him. This is not my dude. Don't I, like anything. I liked him for a month. Like I, I, <laughs> when, every, like, when everyone liked him for a month. Yeah, Bad to the Bone came out and I was like, holy shit, oh, the video was cute. Yeah. Uh, but then, then after he, a month, I went, no, I'm done. No, I don't need yeah. it. I never, I hate a movie trailer when Bad to the Moon comes on. I'm like, they, get another know. fucking song. No, any cartoon dog who's running uh, around to that song, you're like, oh my Christ. It happens every year. Still happens. You know, a little, yeah, a little, a little, a little, a little chicken puffs out its chest. No. Or moving on over when like, all of a sudden everybody looks at each other and they got to run out of a yard. And it's not around So when we tell you the song he picked, you're going to go, of course. But I have to be honest. I respected it. Did you? Well, what's funny is I hate George Thorogood and the song he chose to play, I hate. Yes. It's not an Eddie Money song. But again, but he could play the shit out of this and that's why he picked it. They play the song Money. That's what I want. Yep. And it's appropriate because we're talking about our friend Edward. Yeah. And uh and it's it's a fucking boogie woogie type of tune that he can play because it's right in his fucking house. I literally don't even remember it. I tuned out so much during this performance. Well, I stood up because funny because the whole crowd the crowd was very excited to see him. I did not. I sat down. You did. Yeah, I just stayed. And you asked me. You you even said, "Why are you standing up?" (laughs) And uh, because I wanted to see him play guitar. Yeah. Because I don't know anything about George Thorogood. The only thing I do know, he's supposed to be able to play guitar. A very good guitar player. So I was excited to see it. But instead, Waddy Wachtel wails. He bro- and and George is wearing a, a big fucking I don't know Rickenbacker big body whatever yeah. the fuck, and he's he's got it around his neck, and he's occasionally strumming it or whatever, kind of picking it. But he but he's singing money. But, but he's in no way wailing on that guitar. No, but also you must admit the crowd's into it. They they're yeah, happy the crowd, to see. They're, they they're want, all eighty years old. They're happy Thurgood is there. They're happy he's they're playing. They're thoroughly happy, and they love that fucking tune. They're all over. It. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he fucking gives you that's what I want. That's what I want. That's you know I want. That's what I want. Da, 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 da. And then he's off the stage quickly, gone instantly. Nothing to say about Eddie. He's never says thank you. Never says anything. Nope. Not, just bails. Just fucking splits. He's out. Uh, he disappears. He takes off. And then we get uh, another uh, a video message. Is it Lover Boy? Uh, it is Lover Boy. And it's Lover the whole Boy. band. Yes. Hey Eddie, we miss you. It's really quick. We like headbands. How you doing? They and they say nothing. They say nothing at all. Nothing of any import. No, not at all. And then uh, and then the lights go down, and uh, and and this one got ladies and gentlemen. If I yeah. remember right, ladies and gentlemen. 
Kevin Cronin and Dave Damato. <laughs> so it's Dave Damato <laughs> just, and Kevin just Cronin. Twinkie cream rolling, rolling out just, of his yeah, mouth. Just a mouthful of three bean salad. Just a <laughs> just fucking terrible. Dick. Literally. Because no. now all the good craft services are gone. He's now, now working on whatever's on the periphery. Kevin, Kevin Cronin brings some class yes. to the uh, festivities. He talks about Lori and how rock stars have these strong wives that are wait for them in their home, keeping the family together. Yes. Like his wife, Lisa, and Eddie's wife, Lori. She's beautiful. She's strong. He talks about Eddie. What a great guy. And he just, he really, it's, he really feels it. He really, I believe those two guys were really friends. Yes. You know what I mean? It wasn't, there's was no... BS well, there. he talks about how every rock star, there's a woman behind him who yeah. makes sure that he's he's taken care of when yeah. he's home from the road and she handles everything. And Lori is that woman. Yeah. And he goes, I have a Lisa. He has yeah. a Lori. And then his kids and my kids. He he, he brings some brings humanity. brings it all together. Yeah. Humanity. B let's people know this is about family and this is our job, but the families and all that stuff. Yeah. And then... But he also does the corny rock star thing where he yeah. ties that in. And he goes, he gives you, these are women that'll stay with you and they'll be with you. But the first time you ever meet them, you look right at him and you say, I think I'm in love. And then him and Dave Amato kill it. Tear the building down. Kill it. Yes. They I, are they are in third place at this point. For, yes. John Waits at, at number two. Uh well, no, they are in my opinion, they are they they're number they're number two behind John Waite. John Waite is number one at this point for me. Yo, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking I'm saying overall. Yes, but because we the, know who number one is. At this point of the night for, for me, yes. But for at this point of the night, for me, it's John Waite and then Waite, these guys. Yes. And, and they're they excellent. They kill the song. It's great. And what they all have in common is and they again, jam, they, they rock. They fucking bury. They they were the rockingest of the night, I think, when yes. they were out there. Agreed. So good. And they were tight. Yes. Like you like even they, looked at me and you go, they've been rehearsing that for two weeks. Yeah. Like we, cause they didn't want to fuck it up. No. Kevin missed the lyric. Um, but it's fucking rock and roll. That's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not about that. It's about the vibe and the feel. And then yeah. the music was killer. And, uh, it, they just were, you know, I've come back around on REM. On I love I loved them growing up. You know what I mean? But then I, I bailed on them after they went soft, whatever. Mm. Like after high infidelity, really, I kind of lose them. But all the stuff before that golden country and everything, all the early, you know, seventies, eighties stuff. But then we saw them a couple of weeks ago yeah. and they were fantastic. They were great. Like I wanted, cause I, I wanted to be like, whatever. Yeah. Um, they were really good. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guitar player? And like, he's been in there since what? 80, 90. Yeah. 90. And he's amazing. Dave Amato. And that's who comes out tonight. And, Wales. Uh, and they Solos, just shred everything. They absolutely shred it. Because there's a cool solo in Think I'm in Love. Yeah. And they did it. They did it so serious great. justice. They did. And uh, and there's, uh, you know, Jesse Money with her tambourine uh, jumping around with her sunglasses on. <laughs> and But it but they killed it. They killed it. They absolutely it. loved it. It was so place. good. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. And it, so it was, it, it was right at the time of the show when we needed it. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It we was because we were flagging up. a little bit. Because for me, yeah. Thurgood. Move it on over. Right, Ken. Um, Wang dang doodle and a booty pop. <laughs> Shut up, Thurgood. Get out of here. Exactly, dude. I'm with you. You know, Matt. I fucking I can't stand it. Fuck you, Oh, Maybelline. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Fucking duck walk. Yeah. Hey, does, does any have any songs that sound like Chuck Berry? We got that? No? All right, well, I'm just going to play. Hey, duck, get that, but dude, shoot, shoot. Shut up. Fucking terrible. <laughs> Hate him. Not a fan at all. Ever have been. All right, for a month. I liked him for a month. 
So, but they destroyed. Ario fucking <laughs> yeah, levels. They the really good, really, and really, and a great song, and energetic, yep. and really bursting at the seams. It yeah, was good. It was fantastic. Uh, and then they, you know, he hugs the kids, and they walk off. Yeah, he does all yeah, that he stuff. does. He the was whole really thing. into it. Yeah, yeah. they so, they were. The, it felt like the families were friends. Yeah. And like he knew them and he and he was tight with them. And also then they and they had a, a photo up on the screen too, you know, and uh, whatever. Hopefully we'll be doing commentary on a, sh- uh, a reality show called Camp Cronin. <laughs> I hope not. Where it's just about know. him and the family <laughs> going camping. I don't know. I, I told you, right. he just, he just, uh, he looks like a grandma. It's so odd. Because <laughs> the one thing he did do with the REO show, he didn't do it, he didn't do it tonight, was that thing, thing. where he talks, talks like fairies. this. Wow. And rock and roll is important in all yeah. our lives, you know? And it's like, wow. That so, song, people. Yeah. <laughs> He's waiting for fucking right. Speedy McFeely. So what's going um, on? All right, so the lights go down, and then we get the uh, we get another, and this time, a band mm-hmm. who films it. Now, Loverboy also filmed in landscape. Yeah. Smart move. Uh, and now we get another band who films in landscape. Yes. And it surprised the hell out of us. Because you and I, when we were on the way to the we, show, we, we were, were fucking jo- around. We were joking. Like, yes. who, who's the surprise guest going to be? Yeah. And Mike goes, Gary Pill. Gary Pill is going to be there. Because he about was Gary in Pill? Sammy's solo band. He played in the Standing Hampton album. So, yeah. And, and, and I say, and, I go, he's not going to be here. He plays with Boston. He's been with Boston since the 86. 86. And Mike's like, what? Yeah. So then this video comes up and it's Boston. Fucking Boston. It's Tom Scholz, two guys I don't know, and Gary Pill. Yeah, yeah. And and the best part is like, it's that thing where the band kind of comes up and they're kind of, they're, they're kind of awkward. And they're uh, very, they're very odd. It's yes. almost like they've never been filmed before. Yeah, because they're kind of a faceless band anyway. Boston. Well, I also think the three dudes are like, "Hey, Tom, why don't you take this? Because you're fucking Tom Scholes, and no one knows who we are. Yeah, we're, I'm, we're not really Boston. Yeah, it's, I'm not Brad, and that's not Sib. No, okay, let's just fucking. Mary Goudreau isn't around. Right, Fran Sheehan yeah. isn't here. But he. uh Oh man, Orion the Hunter. Do you have that Orion the Hunter stuff? So you ran. Oh my God, right? Yeah. I told you, I, I, was on a, I checked out on Boston for years. I'm like, I don't ever need to hear him again. And I just heard, like, the, I listened to the first album mm-hmm. and I was like, wow. Yeah, I just, it, it hits you hard. So, anyway, so Tom Smoking. Schultz, so the band is up and we don't know yeah. who they are. We don't until he goes, Hi, I'm uh, Tom Scholes uh, and we're Boston. And then the crowd goes, ah, like they, they cheer because yeah, they're like, oh, they know wow. the name Boston. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was great. Yeah. You know, and he could then, have said we're Kansas and people <laughs> would have cheered. But they give this, this speech, you know, each one of them took a chunk. It was the, it was a long video. Yes. Well, because there were, it was also, there's three second pauses between, cause they didn't know who was supposed to talk yeah, next. No. Gary Pill doesn't say a word. This is take one for yes. sure. <laughs> and Scholes does his thing, which is fine. He, he gives a, but again, it always boiled down to Eddie was a comedian and he would hang out with us and. And uh, Tom tells a story about how Eddie would always play saxophone uh, to limber up or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, right when I went to sleep, like every time I went to sleep, he would break out a saxophone. It was terrible, but he was funny. And then the other guy, but, that, but then that one dude had something that was ins- insightful when he said when he were on the road together, Eddie was not only willing to share his jokes and willing to share, uh, you know, loosening up, yeah. but he also shared his pitfalls of the road stories. And he was able to tell me about some things to avoid and things that yeah. he probably shouldn't do. And, and I will forever be grateful for him for sharing that with me, which was nice. Also, uh, a lot of people throughout the night would say how Eddie would go out of his way to, for the fans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just a personal story, and Mike was with me this time. Uh, we went to see Eddie Money at the Canyon Club uh, w- one time. And um, we were there before the show. It's, around, it's like dusk. Yeah. It wasn't dark yet, but it was dusk. But we can see the bus... And we can see Eddie Money is in the bus. We yeah. can see him. He's kind of pacing back and forth. And I'm standing there holding my No Control album. And then Eddie kind of looks over to where just you and I were standing. And he 
comes off the bus. Yeah, and he just, walks out of the bus. And he's just standing. And then Mike said to me, I, dude, I think he wants you to go over. Yeah. And I go, all right. And I did. And he was great. He did. He, he came off the bus because he saw me, for yeah, sure. No doubt. Because I got, oh, this is a good album, No Control. We're going to be playing a lot of this one tonight. This is great. Good songs. Yeah. I go, oh, this is my favorite one. Oh, it should be. A lot of people say that. That's, I mean, and signed it. And, and then it was one of those ones where I had to break away. Yeah. <laughs> because he would have talked to you for half talked an hour. He would the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. So what's next? So, uh, so we get the, you know, the Boston, yeah. the awkward Boston video. Awkward Boston. And then uh, the lights come back up and there's, and Des and Julian are back out. Yeah. On drums. Sadly. Drums and guitar. <laughs> And Jesse comes out and she has the microphone and she says, hey, uh, I want to thank everybody who took the time to be here. Um, I want to say that I'm very sorry because this is, uh, you know, we were disappointed because Rick Springfield became ill and this was the song he was going to do. Yeah. So we're going to do it for you. Uh, and I also want to make sure you meet the band. And then she turns around and she doesn't know the band. And she introduces them just by their first names. They, you know, like, this is Gary. Gary, Bob, and, uh, Phil. Uh, but also, but she has to lean in and they have to say their name. Yeah. And, yeah like she doesn't know them. Tyrone, yeah. George. <laughs> and so she's like, this is, Gre you know, Greg. Oh, another Greg. And you know, all that stuff. And uh, it was just it was awkward. A little odd. Yeah. But again, don't introduce the band if you don't know them. And if, you, if you're coming out and you are going to introduce the band, then bring a piece of paper if you don't know. I mean, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. And if you've been rehearsing for two days, know the fucking band. Yeah, but again, their dad died. I, I so it's that thing where like I'm with you, but also is this thing where they're so nervous, you know? Because also like, they got to be super nervous, the because they're you know they always did have the security blanket. They're of the Eddie. money. They're the money family, Mike. Yes, but they always had the security blanket of him. Yes. on stage. Yeah, people were there to see Eddie, and then they got to do they got to act the fool. They could do somersaults, yeah. or whatever the fuck, because right. it's monkey hour. Because their dad is why everybody's there. Right. Well, now they're he's dead, the ringmaster. Yeah, so and he's not here anymore. There's no ringmaster. The animals don't know what to do. So she's got yeah, that's a really good, absolutely. She's got to be the a grown up, you know, or whatever yeah. the fuck. But uh, she did. But she uh, no. But she failed yes. miserably. Being they kind of did. Uh, and then they did um, a song that Rick Springfield should have done. Oh, he would have kid. He would have been yes. great. They do the song "I Want to Go Back." Yeah, and. Um, Ace Freely did a version of that on his most recent album. Did he really? It's terrible. <laughs> well, I uh, he, he's got nothing on the money family because Jesse and uh, Dez are taking, you know, they're trying to harmonize and not. Uh, Dez is the high guy and Jesse's the low person because, again, her voice is so fucking low. She can't hit any high notes and she can't push it in that, in that arena. You know what I mean? She's just kind of like, oh, you know. Uh, I want to go back. They, really, oh. they, they just don't have anything. You're right. I mean, I it's can't disagree with so you. It's so rough. We said it during the show. It's like they just don't, they are devoid of charisma. They just are. Hold on a second, Mike. Get ready. I'm ready. I thought that was Ozzy. No, it's Ace. I, I know now, but I legitimately thought that it was something from the Ozzy album. Well, because it's got that same yes. bullshit on the... The, produ the production sounds exactly the same. That same fucking sheen over it. You know what I mean? 
sure, baby. <laughs> so, uh, wow. All right. Well, I mean, good for him for doing that, I guess. Oh, my God. Um, but boy, did that sound like the Ozzy song to me. I, literally, the vocal yeah, It's just got that garbage on the, whatever garbage they put on the mic. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Uh, okay. Oh, so uh, so then they do the song. They so muddle, they do, I want to muddle through. Yeah, they get it's the crowd. The crowd's giving them, you know, Yeah, they're being love. very nice. Yeah. Absolutely. So they finish and the lights go down and we get a video uh, and it says uh, rock stars around the world pay tribute to Eddie Money. And so we see tweets. Uh, yes, we see Elton John on stage. Oh yeah, that was pretty big. Today we lost Eddie Money and he he brought such such joy and such you know and yeah. had a nice very nice thing to say. Yeah. That's um, big, Elton John. Yes, but the thing is the problem with this is these are taken directly from YouTube. Yes. Like it's not the quality shit. It is. And so we get Paul Stanley's Instagram. Yep. We so, get you know other people's Instagrams and things like that, all these different and you're and, and they're big names and big stars. Yeah, yeah. Slash. The best thing is uh is Cronin that is on stage with REO mm-hmm. and he goes, We lost a good friend this morning. We and you know, we lost we lost I think Eddie he says Money. I lost a good I lost a good friend, I think yes. is what he said. And then he says, uh I lost Eddie because again and he says, We lost Eddie Money. And then he gives the speech, and he goes, he was one of the most rock and roll motherfuckers we ever knew. And he gives the, a very heartfelt, yeah. again, even more heartfelt than the one we just saw. Yeah. And, he, and it's live in front of, but this is at a sta- on stage in front of a crowd, and then right. their, their crowd, REO, starts chanting Eddie. Yeah. And then he leads the minute, and he's pointing, and it's really cool. It's just fantastic. You know, you get, you get stuff from Twitter, stuff from, and it's all these rock stars and stuff, okay? And it's a, it's a good two-minute, three-minute video, probably. And then it ends and people clap, they go crazy. And while is this while the video's coming on, we see people on stage setting up some stuff, right? Yeah, well, under because the, the lights time? are out. Yeah. And you said they're setting up stools. Like I, that's that. what I thought. I thought yeah. they were setting up some stools. And then or the something. lights come up and it looks like they set up they did. They set up one there's stool. A mu- there's a music stand. And a music stand. And uh this is not Louis Anderson. No. This is the the voice that introduced uh, from earlier in the show when Tommy Two Tone came out. It's just a regular voice. It's a voice. I mean, and this, this gets, ladies and gentlemen, this gets. Yes, and this, if, if this look as far as a surprise guest, we were definitely surprised. I would, well, I like floored. I was flabbergasted. Yeah, I had no clue, no idea that this person had any connection no. or touchstone with any money whatsoever. Nope. And I mean, and this this is also an artist. Who is not in? He's not in the same age bracket as these people. No, he's not in the same classic rock, classic rock yeah. musical thing as no. these people. It's crazy, and so. he's not somebody you would ever think of as a solo artist. No, no, no. And, and you always think of this gentleman with his band. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let you tell who it is because it's, cr- it's crazy, and it really you loved it so much, ladies and gentlemen, James Hetfield. And we were just like, and I got to be honest. And I, out loud, I went, what? what? And now this <laughs> this kind of showed the age of the crowd because they didn't know him. The crowd didn't know really who he was. Some people did, but yeah. it did, he didn't get any big, like no. Thurgood got crazy right. loud. <laughs> and some people Zop, were- Zop, bop, bop, zip, doo Gang, gang, goom, biggle, ding, ding, doom. 23's a gadoo and you and me. They announced Hetfield and I go, What? And I look at you and I go, oh my God. And he comes out and I've never seen him look better. Yes. He, he's, he's wearing, got, he's got like a powder blue chambray shirt, but it's like, it's like, uh, it's uh, what do you call it? Plaid. Yeah. He's got jeans. Mm-hmm. His hair is so nicely quaffed. He looks amazing. He, he, looks, he looks, amazing. looks like a guy who has a hundred million dollars in the bank. Yeah. Like, and a guy uh, that just got a refresh, maybe whatever. in a rehab or whatever. It looks great. He looks incredible. 
and and I want to say rehab. I mean, you know, he just. I think he, he was. I think he was whatever. just. I think he, re, I we think he relapsed. That up. Yes. He he walks out, and then then when he gets on the stool, he says, "I got this chip." Uh, it's been a month. He doesn't mention this at all, uh, and it's just him. It's just him and Rick Springfield's drummer standing up. Yeah, out at the drum at kit, the bongos yes. or something. And uh, and Hetfield tells a tells a story, a real fucking story about any money in a ballpark and then they're going to sing the national anthem and he's like kind of in his own brain he's like why am i not singing the national anthem and eddie's going to sing it and he goes we kind of stared at one another it was like you know a couple of a couple of guys who were just you know you know i had my own ego and he had his own ego and we kind of avoid each other and saw each other um probably intimidated by our own our own insecurities and he goes and but then he says we're talking you know you kind of were working around one another mm -hmm. And the phrase, I, if I remember correctly, I hope I do. The phrase was, if you see it, you got it. And we recognized in each other who we, who we were. Mm. And all pretense was gone. And we became, he's the sweetest guy. And we became friends. And he tells this story. And uh, it's such a great story. Mm. And it's, it's emotional and real. Again, like, like John Waite. It yeah. was a, this was a real And fucking, Kevin Cronin. Yes. But this is a real anecdote from and he's alone he's just one guy yeah. telling a real story about a real interaction and how they became friends uh and then he it's just him and an acoustic guitar and and rick springfield's drummer is doing a uh, he's got a shaker so it's sh 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 like that and james hetfield plays enter sandman <laughs> he plays what what i will term as baby hold on the ominous version yeah because it almost sounds like uh like you remember when when Trent Reznor worked with Johnny Cash, yes, and he did Hurt and yeah. and uh, you know and he made it. He or, I'm sorry, well Trent Reznor didn't really work with, him, but he when Johnny Cash interpreted a Nine Inch Nails song, yes, it it had this different feel to it. Yeah, and this this is yeah, you've never you, heard uh, Baby Hold On like this, never. And and Access Better Show the whole fucking thing, or you yeah. go find it on YouTube this second, yeah, because even the guitar. Was ominous. It was low. It yeah, was. It, it was, was him on acoustic guitar, and it was tuned sitting low, in a stool, singing "Baby, Hold On to Me," but in a way where you know, because the song is optimistic in its in yep. its initial pop form, and he made it sound almost regretful or mournful. Yeah. It was, dude. It, it was it, almost like he was warning her, "You need to hold on to me," you know, because whatever will be will be. This, like, don't this go is anywhere. literally a James Hetfield we have never seen before. It was incredible. You know I, what I mean? I, There's no yeah. black and leather and. No greasy sweaty beards and aggression and yeah. it was just like so good it yeah. was unbelievable you would never think that he was a dude who would just sit with an acoustic guitar and, yeah. and sing something beautiful you know what i mean because yeah. so he can i mean i know he's got that in him and stuff yeah. they, they did it with like nothing else matters and yeah. things but turn boy, the page even yeah yeah so but that's what i mean so that's what i mean on the covers album they interpreted so many different things yeah. absolutely but he's uh so needless to say he's number one for me this steals the whole night number it, 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 then john wait and, and then, not in a weird then, way where i was just like finally somebody i like i mean i love john wait well, we, I, we, we, like yeah, we were just we didn't think that we were going to see an artist of uh not of this caliber but of so out of the realm of the classic rock yes. veterans and for but again what he did with the song is the important thing yeah he took a, an optimistic pop song and reinterpreted it into a like i said almost a mournful version yeah. like i said the ominous version it I, just it, sounds it, I, I gotta be honest it made me i would have rather had a night full of artists of his ilk like a dave grohl right. and a trent reznor and a yeah. And uh, Eddie Vedder and all these, you know, these people come out yeah. and do th their take on Eddie Money songs. Yeah, he made he made the song a warning. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than an optimistic mm-hmm. pop song. Thought it was great. I mean, I, and I, and again, I'm predisposed to, you know, Metallica's fucking incredible yeah. and Hetfield, but I didn't see him in that he, light. He just did something amazing. He, it should have closed the show because it now makes it very difficult for anyone to come out. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. So, so Hetfield, uh, is when he finishes and he even says the thing at the end and he just, and he just sits there and people then give him the standing ovation. Yeah. Uh, and then he stands up and he, and he, I forget what he said, something like, we, you know, we're, we're going to miss you, Eddie. And we loved you very yeah. much and whatever. And, and he walks off, but he knew. Yeah, that's he knew a dude, he killed that it. That dude watched that ball sail over the fucking fence after yep. he crushed it. He fucking knew. Mm-hmm. And he was, he had to be proud of himself. So he leaves and, the, and then the lights go down again. And now we get uh, our good friend on a, on, in a portrait video, unfortunately, someone who doesn't know how to hold the phone properly. Uh, our great friend, Dennis D. Young from Styx. <laughs> and he tells, a, he tells a nice story, right? Yeah, he said that they had worked together and they were both like two borscht belt comedians They'd trying to try to out joke each other, but Eddie was always funnier. Eddie always won. He was always funnier. And then he brings his wife yeah. on camera. So how going, unfunny is Dennis DeYoung? <laughs> he doesn't even doesn't win that. Ding. Uh, yeah, it was it was. So he brings he, his wife in camera because he's all about his wife. Yeah, and uh, and also by the way, I should tell you this: when um, when Jesse Money finished the Springfield song, we're we're at nine fifteen. Yeah. For a show that started straight up eight. And I said, we're going to be at about, remember I said, we're going to be at about 930. Yep. yep. Well, uh, but then Hetfield came out and queried the deal because we still knew we had, we had at least two performances left. Yeah. We knew that. Uh, and then sure enough, there's uh Hetfield finishes. He walks up to a standing ovation and then we get the, uh, the Dennis DeYoung thing. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the band comes up and they're all on stage. Uh, Sammy Hagar! <laughs> from off stage. We get, we get Louie Anderson. <laughs> And then, and the, and the guys is back out there. He was terrible. You it know just, that. Because his mouth was filled with starbursts. It was awful. But this time he again, couldn't all the, swallow them. But all the good craft services are gone. So now he's just squeezing mayonnaise packets into his mouth. What a fucking stroke. Honey and mayo together. Grim. Uh, cr- br- crusts of bread. Whatever red vines are hanging around. He's just smelling packages at this point. Fucking so awful. the crowd goes crazy because yes. Sammy is the the he's the headline he's the headline who we're there to he's see the top dog and uh, and at this point I still think that if he- Sammy's the headliner maybe we're gonna get three songs out of Sammy right but nope well at this point we're all hoping to get one song out of Sammy because Sammy doesn't show up <laughs> ten seconds goes by yep. twenty seconds goes yep. by. And we're sitting there, and we're like, "What the fuck?" And so, and also, Julian and Dez, like the whole Money family's out there again. And they 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 can't even like noodle. They can't even like nope vamp or go into a, like a song. Or it's just it's or embarrassing. even say, "Hey, you guys, ready more for Sammy's on his or, way or whatever." Or, or even th- th- thank you for coming. It means so much to my family, and my mom is so happy. Well, and- but they've already announced Sammy, so you got <clears throat> right. you've got to acknowledge that at least in some point. And yeah. uh, and I will I'll share my feelings after you know he he comes out. And I will say this, this is going to, this will sound ridiculous, but I, 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 I felt this, maybe you did or didn't. I, I've never seen Sammy look so small. I, yeah. I mean it like he really looked cause he didn't, he had a flannel shirt on. Yeah. His hair is just kind of his hair and he's got the beard and he's got he a just, beard now. Yeah. He just, he didn't look like a rock star or like Sammy, like I'm, cause I've seen him with Van Halen. I've seen him solo. Yeah, he's super casual Sammy. Yes. And, and not but like, Hey, yeah. Like if he would have came out in uh, flip flops and shorts and a t-shirt, you'd be, you'd still be like, Oh, that's Sammy Hagar. Yeah. yeah. No, he's but just no, wearing he's just jeans, like jeans and a flannel, and flannel shirt. t-shirt under it. 
And uh, and he comes out, and I uh, and this nothing is, red didn't have anything red no, on, which again crazy strange, and yeah. just a different approach. And I, he comes out, and I'm this is not a joke. I will tell you guys this for real in my head. I, I was going to say it to Pat, but I didn't. Uh, Pat and I are comedians. All right, when you go on the road well, and you work, well, we are, mm-hmm, uh, we okay. have been. All right, all right. If you go on the road and you work, and the guy in front of you kills, like <laughs> fucking destroys. Uh, you in your brain, you start to get a little like fucking hinky. Where you're like, "Ooh, oh Jesus oh, Christ, Christ, what's gonna happen here?" Uh, and sometimes you'll go out on stage and you'll just be like, "Hey, how about that Pat Francis? Huh? But did he kill it or what?" And everybody goes, yeah. "Yay!" Yay! Because you get the rub. And so here's what you're doing: you're getting another round of applause. You're getting a round of applause for yourself to kind of settle yourself. Right. And you're also acknowledging, "Hey, he's done. I'm here yeah. now." That sort of thing. And so I thought to myself, I go, if Sammy Hagar mentions James Hetfield, this is going to be weird for me. Because yeah. I was like, and I didn't see how he could, because nobody else mentioned any other performer no, no. all night long. And I'm like, is Sammy going to acknowledge what just happened? Because there was still a buzz in the room, even after the young thing. Yeah. And, uh, and Sammy comes out and, he, and he's got a guitar and he picks it up and he's like, rah, 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 rah. he's kind of tuning or whatever. Hello, baby. Yeah. He didn't he, No, no. He walks right up to the microphone and he goes, hey, yeah. Blink, 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 blink. He goes, I, I can tell you what. He goes, I, you know, I was I, a little late coming out here, but he goes, that was just, that was probably the best acoustic performance I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I went, oh, wow. He's feeling it. Yeah. He's absolutely feeling the pressure of following that. Yep. And also, he doesn't have any... He's playing with the money band, right? He yeah. doesn't have his guys there. He doesn't there. have the Wabaritos. He, he doesn't got the circle. He doesn't got Mike. And he's not playing his... Well, we don't know. Yeah, again, Mike didn't come out, so I, I won the bet. No, I think Mike was there. He just didn't come out. <laughs> okay. Well, after he saw Headfield, he fucking got in the car and bailed. <laughs> um, but Sammy also, he doesn't have the cover of a song. He's not He's not going to be able to hide behind a song he knows or loves. Right. Like, if he can just do fucking uh, I'll Fall in Love Again, yeah. he knows that's his. That's fucking his. Right. But he's about to play a song he's never played right. after what he just saw, like, man. Weeks ago, when we would discuss this show, we thought... I wonder if Rick and Samuel sing I've done everything for you yeah, together. They'll do wet, they'll do this, they'll close it up. Maybe they'll even do like three or four songs together before the end. Like we were getting nope. one song and out from everybody. Yeah, done. And uh and it was funny, I will tell you that I predicted to, to Pat, I was like, there were two songs I predicted to Pat. I was like, uh, you know, that we might hear. Mm-hmm. And one of them I said, we were because we were talking about what's Sammy gonna do? Is he gonna do this, he's gonna do this. And I go, Oh man, you know, he should do shaking. Uh, because again, just the, the fucking we're drinking, whatever it's a drinking song. Right. So, uh, so sure enough, he gets the guitar and he goes, all right, I'm going to try this, you know, and I hope Eddie's not too mad at me already. He's downplaying what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Why like, would Eddie Van Halen be mad at him? That's not who he's talking oh, about. Okay. Although you, I know you thought he was going to show up too. Um, but he just, he, but literally he, again, he's now giving mm-hmm. you the, instead of being the badass rock star, he tells you the first, the last guy was amazing. And boy, I hope Eddie's not mad at me for yeah. this this version. And it's like, what? I, I, if I'm not good, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even if, if I'm great, I'm still not that good. And just It give just me a was pass. a weird vibe. Yeah. And again, like I said, he's playing with the money families. We can't lean on them to fucking solo their brains out. Oh, and we got Julian behind the drum kit, and, which and doesn't help. Well, you've got to see the video Pat made because it, you know, Shaken has a very distinct drum yeah. thing, you know, boom. You know, yeah, and so he starts with it. And it's great. It's really hammering. Yeah, and then they go into it, and fucking Sammy's playing the. Bah, 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 bah. But this is another very Eddie Money song. Yeah, so you better, you should be true to it. Yeah, you really should. Sammy was not. No, and he also didn't know the words. He messed the words up in the first yep. verse, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the second, like the 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 verse. Fucking Julian stops playing the hammer drum, like the <laughs> boom, 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 and he goes into a, he does a fill. 
And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you, are you doing? doing a fill there? And then he does the fill and it it throws it kills the weird vibe yep. it, it just does it throws it off yeah, for you us you need that the constant boom yes <laughs> and this song's in our until the chorus and that song's in our dna so you and i yeah. both know that he fucking did a fill that he wasn't supposed to fucking do and you can see it, it maybe even looked like it threw sammy a bit or whatever yeah. i don't know i mean i could be Are you kidding? i went to school with rosanna's dad <laughs> that's how much i know about this song so he, he sammy uh they get through shaking i, yeah, I will put it they that get way through it there it was not a home run it was not they they and the crowd was sammy centric they, they were, were standing like, up and they're going sammy. crazy and they love the song but at the same fucking time I mean, come on. It just, it just did not land the way no. it should have. Because nope. the whole room's waiting to see Sammy Hagar. Yeah. He finally comes out and the place goes crazy. And then he's all, he's yeah. nervous. He, will, he was not, nervous. It's not party tequila, no. Sammy. It was wild. It was a very yeah. weird thing to see, you yeah. know. And and also, he never gave any, Eddie and I were friends, you know, because that's, that's what he does is that stage patter. He could have come out before he even played Shaken. He could have been like, you know what? Eddie and I are good friends. And we, were, we started working on the TV stuff. You know, I'd see him all the time. I mean, anything, any personal anecdote that also, by the way, gets the room to maybe to forget about Hetfield and start giving you some goodwill because we like you. Yeah. But he just kind of, he was, he was nervous. I, there will yep. be, I, you will never convince me he was not. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm he, not trying. Listen to me. And then he did shaking and, uh, and he got through it. They all got through it. Yeah. And, uh, and so th- that song finishes and then, uh, he, He's like, thanks. And he leaves. He leaves. Done. It wasn't like, I hope you, man, thanks for coming out. This is great. No. Party. And, and then they leave the money family on stage. Oh, Christ. And they, for some bizarre reason, decide to let a brother and sister sing Take Me Home Tonight duet on that song. That's fucking weird. Yeah. And then they duet on that. And they, again, the same deal where it's like. And they started to make out. <laughs> well, I would have at least given it some zip. But uh, it's yeah, just, because whatever. it's it's horrible. No, it was bad. It's horrible. Yes, it was a bad version, and and so they but they get through it. You know what I mean? They do whatever they're gonna do, and then uh, lights go down, and uh, we get a video of Eddie Money from uh, probably 1983 or 84, and him on stage singing a song that I said to Pat they should do this. I go and I said I go this is a, this is an album cut, so it might not be for everybody. But yeah. this is a song you should absolutely do at this kind of show. And sure enough, they played and and they did the right thing in letting Eddie do it. And he sang a song called My Friends, My Friends off of No Control. Yeah. And they let him do the whole song. Yep. You know, it's, it's and it was great. It's just a fantastic song, and it's the kind of song that you should have at this sort of thing because it's it was just perfect. Yeah. And we're getting seeing getting to see Eddie do it at, at the peak of his powers in 83. You know what I mean? Yep. It just it was the right and choice. When complete. do we uh and what about Mike? What about an all-star jam? Oh, that's after this. Oh, really? Yes, sir. We uh, we uh, after Eddie's done, which again, by the way, the absolute perfect home run of a choice to have Eddie do that song, right? And then the lights come up. They and, could have uh, almost ended the show on that. Uh, yeah, and probably just fade the lights down slowly. Agreed. But we knew that we were getting the all star jam. Oh, you fucking know we are. Lights go up, and there's everybody. There's Kin. There's Two Tone. There's fucking uh, Thurgood. What is Thurgood's instrument of choice? Well, they what's he's well, a great guitar all, player. What's the song they're playing in the in the All Star Jam, Pat? Uh, what, well, I, I'll tell you since you seem to be silent on it. I forget. You, well, because you know the audience fucking knows, and you know you're being a dick. Two I tickets forget. to Paradise is what they're going to play. Oh, I'm taking everybody. Yeah, exactly. Which is a guy who doesn't know how tickets work. <laughs> <laughs> so he he doesn't uh, they kick right into that, you know, and uh, and for some first of all, so Thurgood, uh, you asked me, is he's he has maracas. <laughs> 
And also, it's so silly. He goes all I'd be the like way. Like if Eric Clapton came out with tambourine, he goes all the way stage left. He's away from everybody else. That's he goes, he's, he's near away the from, door. He's ready to leave. Well, but that's it with his maracas. He's just shaking the maracas, not even singing, because he clearly doesn't know the words. Yeah. Uh, but he, here is even even George Thurgood maracas is not the the worst decision on this stage. <laughs> For some ridiculous reason. They let Greg Kinn and Tommy Two-Tone take point on the All-Star Jam. Yeah, and not, no. So Greg Kinn comes out first. He's like, all right, you guys, you know we got to do this. You ready for this? Who's ready for more rock and roll? That's all the same generic fucking pattern. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then uh, he, they start to do the music for it, and then he sings the first verse, and then... Uh, he and then he he goes and then two tone jumps in T- terrible because well because he thinks they're trading he thinks yeah. Ken's going to finish and he's going to do one and then maybe somebody else is going to do one it's a clusterfuck nobody knows what's going to happen two tone should be cleaning up backstage Hetfield is stage right and he's literally standing next to Cronin and they are sharing a microphone and, and he's with John Cronin Wayne, like the, uh, well the eventually cool, John the cool Wayne guys his, are together. John Wayne makes his way over there yeah because he's like I want to be with the cool guys yeah but but Cronin's got his you know Hetfield's got his armor on Cronin and then Wake comes over and he's singing and then Sammy Hagar comes over you vi- you yeah. videoed it yeah they're all over there and the money family and kukin and two-tone are in center stage and yeah. they're handling all the singing i don't think sammy took a took a line on on two tickets uh, to paradise also I, two-tone sings for food well he's he's trying to sing it's it's, it was it was a very there was no band leader to say all right no we're gonna do this and uh, you know because honestly yeah, sammy like, no, should normally that would be sammy's gig yes sammy should be the guy running it all and, right all right we're gonna get this started here yeah. we got uh blah 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 on this and blah 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 on yeah that. i'm gonna take the first verse and then we'll give it to kevin you know anything like that we're gonna no. take this we're gonna take this party home no they left it to kin two-tone and the money family mm. which is was a mess <laughs> and and then the only good thing was Lori. Lori came who, out whom we did not see all night long no she's probably emotional backstage but she walks on stage looking you know as hot as she really can good and uh, hugs everybody hugs, hugs everybody. and kisses everybody shakes hands uh points the band members the kids everybody but hugs sammy hugs kevin cronin you know uh, hugs hatfield everybody she gives everybody the thing and they're but they're two tickets to paradise they're literally um they sing one verse yeah and then they just keep saying uh, singing two tickets to the chorus over and over yeah, and over. Bags, I think we get it eight times. Yeah. Right. I think we get the chorus eight or nine times. And then they're just finally someone points at the drummer, thankfully, and the drummer goes, doo, 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 doo. so he's ending it and they wrap up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the thank you, everybody, and and thank you for coming. And it was amazing. And um yeah. And then the lights come up. That was it. And everyone slowly leaves. And what does John Waite say? He's like one of the last people off the stage. He everybody's leaving and he grabs a microphone and he just goes, Two tickets like that. <laughs> and everybody goes, Yay! Yay! Like then, a, takes his fedora and uh, tips it. Hello. <laughs> Gov Nat. He walks back and they're done. That was it. And that was it. That was our night. Yes. It was uh, it was awesomely fun. We had a good time at both events. Um, you know, and uh, I'm gonna sneeze in a second, so I'll point at you. God bless you. Thank you. And I and it was it turned out to be uh, uh, not what I expected. Yeah, some of the time it's fun. We saw a lot of celebrities, well, a lot I, of rockers. Give me your top three moments of the night from the entire night. Um, st- taking those programs, <laughs> clearly number one. Uh, and, uh, saying hello to Sebastian Bach is in the top three. Really? Okay. Um, okay. 
And then, you know, performance-wise? Well, I was, yeah, I was, I was really well, only I mean, going performance-wise. Well, uh, Headfield, John Waite, and Aria Speedwagon. You, uh, for me, it's it's Headfield, John Waite, and the Ronnie James Dio film. Oh, with yeah, Rock. that too. That was explosive. Yeah, that it was, was fantastic. Cool. Dug it. Now. Yes. The worst part of the evening is not over Hold yet. on. What are you saying? I'm saying we have tracks 10 and 11 to listen to. Okay. I literally thought we were going to do this in like an hour and 15 minutes. Did you really? I did. Who are you talking to? I don't know. I had a great time. You seem to forget. We came here and we talked for three hours. Is it three? Oh, yeah. Yes, it's three on the money. This is a oh. lot. Oh, look at you. All right. We still got two songs to go through. Okay. this is tr- Now, this is track 10. This, this, this ends the album, but then... Uh, CD and digital get a bonus track, but All right. let's. This is called "It's a Raid," featuring Post Malone, oh who boy. I do not care for. <laughs> I do not care for those face tattoos. Yeah, here we go. It's uh, a raid. Well, I'll tell you this: I didn't know that this was on this album, and I think I've heard it. Telephone. I know I'm never alone. I've been to places you should never go. Crash. It's a mess. Well, I, I had high hopes when it started because again, there's not there has been a pulse on a lot of what, these songs. Can you can you do me a favor? Just play the, the open again. Just play it from the beginning. We don't we can just give me like even 20 seconds of it. Okay. I and uh, I believe riff. we're doing a service to people with this bonus episode because I think we're saving <laughs> to people some money. We'll see. Okay. In the beginning, back in 1955, man didn't know about a rock and roll show and all that jive. That sounds like Let There Be Rock, but a measure faster. Now, the bonus track is the track that you've heard before, Take What You Want, because it's actually a Post Malone song. All right, that's the song I've featuring heard. Featuring Ozzy Osbourne that and song Travis I have Scott. not heard. But and I don't know song. why they would drop this as a bonus track on this album. It probably doesn't have the same vibe at all, right? But maybe it will trick some people into buying the album. Okay, yes. This is Take What You Want bonus track. I heard, I heard this, and I was like, I didn't hate it. The best track on your album can't be a bonus track by another artist that features you. I feel you crumbling my arms down to your heart of stone. All right, he sounds you good. Wait till the turn. He sounds less filtered. Yeah. Why don't you take what you want from me? Take what you need from me. Take what you want to go. Why don't you take what you want from me? Take what you need from me. Take what you want to go. I never needed anything from you. And all I 
ass was for the truth. You showed your tongue and it was forked in two. Your venom was lethal. I almost believed you. Yeah, you prayed on my every mistake. Waited on me to pray. That's Travis Scott. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> so the bonus track that's is infinitely a, more interesting than anything. Post Malone heard. song yes. featuring Ozzy Osbourne. That's the bonus track. That's one of the best songs on the album. Yes, and it's also because they told him, "Hey, do, do we, don't sing about ghouls. Yeah, do us that favor." The little green man. We don't hear about bones. They're gonna eat me. <laughs> or please don't tell us how sad you are. Could you do that for us, please? <laughs> Put a pin in that for just I'm this miserable. song. <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, I can't look in a mirror without seeing who I hate. People who like a long episode will enjoy it. People who don't can listen to it in three parts. Who doesn't like long episodes? I don't do you, know. Do you hear from people saying these things? Once in a while. Oh, people. A little bit long on well, the episode. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, it's interesting that you would consume this free entertainment I've done for three fucking years, you fuck. <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I um, well, just people. I, I that right. makes me laugh. Mike Schmidt is the host of and creator, producer, certainly of the Forty Year Old Boy podcast. I am. Yes, you're on Twitch. I am. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt Comedy dot com. You can be my friend at Facebook dot com slash the Forty Year Old Boy. You can follow me at Twitter dot com slash the Forty Year Old Boy. I'm on Instagram and Snapchat Mike Four Zero Y O B. And yes, I'm at Twitch TV slash the Forty Year Old Boy playing video games. You can go look at a bunch of clips that are stored, and uh, and I'm live a lot of the time as well on there playing The Witcher and other things. If you're listening to this episode, the first person who emails me via rock solid podcast at gmail.com and in the subject line it just says wang dang doodle <laughs> i will send you a cd copy of the new ozzy osbourne album that's just the, that's just the thing i'm doing for whoever's first and if you don't hear from me it means you weren't first <laughs> okay so don't be like hey did i win i would have told you also, we are at Rock Solid Show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. Go to Rock Solid Podcast for everything about the episode. What's up, Mike? Is that a good prize? Someone might want it. <laughs> you and I just kick the shit out of it? You're going to give it away? Or no one wants it. I don't have to give away anything. Oh. I don't got to buy anything. I'm sending you notes that just say wang dang doodle every day. <laughs> um, also, Patreon. We are on Patreon. We are at patreon.com forward slash rock solid show. Right now, I'm going to close this episode out. Uh, a tribute to Eddie Money. This is one of Mike's favorite songs. I love this song also. This is the song Eddie sang tonight. This is from No Control, 1982. My friends, my friends. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, dude. Always honored to be asked. Thank you, my friend, my friend. How they used to fit me. Mickey Thomas! <laughs> when I'm laughing with the boys The spirits seem to lift me We were talking about 68 and 69 All the things we did It's not that now I'm all at all But then We were just kids my friends, my friends Never got together again But I love my friends 
my friends My memories are happy My memories are sad But I love to take my pictures out And take the things I had My songs are not like my life now My friends were dreamers and dreaming all we do. My friends, my friends never got together. 